things, they frequently forget that you can't go to a job interview and expect to be treated like a professional unless you can dress like a professional. Yes. So one of the things that is important to remember is if you're in business, if you have business clothes and you're changing your wardrobe, consider donating what you will not be using to an abuse and counseling treatment center. Good idea. A current thing I'm noticing here locally now, Patricia, because the times are so tough for a lot of families, um, they want kids to f and parents to feel like they're contributing to the Christmas item or ne not necessarily asking for a handout. Uh -huh. So we have a group called MICA, which is a, a community service that we help a lot of poor families here in Costa Mesa. We have also uh, just different social. What they're allowed to do, a lot of things get donated, brand new items get donated for Christmas. And they're set there for one dollar, and so families feel like they're contributing by buying these really nice for one dollar, mm -hmm. so they have some ownership in the thing, right? Like a straight giveaway item. Uh, exactly. Yeah, and I I never knew that, but that seemed to be the concept that a lot of uh, community service are following here in the last one or two years. It's something that trend. It, it's, I understand exactly what you're talking about. I read an article quite a while ago, mm -hmm. and it was written by a pastor who did counseling with families and marriage counseling, and he said no matter what their circumstances were, they always charged $5. Mm -hmm. Didn't make any difference, but they, they were expected to pay $5 for each professional session mm -hmm. that they had. And his premise was, and it was correct, that unless people invest something, they they don't feel like they're getting something. It's a it's a, a situation of you get what you pay for. If I don't pay anything, it's not worth anything. And it worked. And that's a sad mindset because you know, uh, but a lot of people view that. They don't view it as a, it's a pure gift. No, but no, and if you if you give them a gift in in this particular context, yeah. it really does have a tendency to say, "Well, we didn't pay anything for it. How how good could it be?" Mm -hmm. And I understand that that kind of a thing. I think it's sad though that uh, that people don't value a pure altruistic help like that. Sometimes they feel like they have to. Yeah, make I don't think it's that they they don't value it. Um, I, I don't know what the correct term would yeah. to put on it, but it's it's that it takes on a value. It, it's like if you go in a store and they're giving things away. Mm -hmm. How good, you know, if they're going to give it to me for free, how mm -hmm. good could it be? It's just a mindset that we all, where people have, mm -hmm. that's all. Yeah. Um, a cute thing that we went into Snoopy's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things Jim built, we have a legendary restaurant here in Costa Mesa called Dick Churches, which has Midwestern food at really Midwestern prices. Oh, my. You know, you know, breakfast for $3, things like that. Oh, boy, I'll be right out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, three ninety-five or two, uh, two nine. I mean, lunch is about that way. It's it's sort of a, it's where all the senior citizens go. It's where we families go. It's just a great great way. And one of the things Jim built was uh, 
uh, North Pole Nick Chosey. So it was his, it was his, it was his, uh, ultimate, it was his salute to Nick Chosey and he built a, uh, a little North Pole restaurant. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Merry, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and all that good stuff there. Yeah, all that kind of good stuff. Hey, last night you yeah. had an interesting question. You wanted to know what kind of music, you know. That's right. People like, whether they like classical or jazz. You know, um, um, sometimes, well, I like both. Okay, I, enjoy, I can go to a symphony concert and really enjoy a good symphony concert, and I can go to a good jazz concert and enjoy it too. Um, there are some modern classical music that, well, it's just not, for me, not uh-huh. quite really that comfortable to listen to, but, um, and, and so are there some real modern jazz things that are kind of hard to listen to. But you know, uh, let me tell you some experiences. Um, I met some classical musicians who are kind of snooty, meaning they think that classical music is the only kind of music. Everything else is trash and it's not good music at all. And I met some jazz people that think that, you know, there's nothing better than a good jazz and classical music. They just are kind of made for snooty people. I mean, that's some of the opinions of, of people. Now, what I do respect is a great classical concert pianist or a great concert violinist who still can say that they are good and bad in both, you know what I mean? And I respect them to the hip because as well as they can play their kind of music, they still have respect for other people's um, likes, you know what I mean? And they don't, they won't say, oh no, if you listen to jazz, you're not listening to to music, or if you listen to, uh, and there's some real nice um, Beatles songs that the Boston Pops made into real nice, um, you know, um, semi-classical feeling to Michelle yesterday and some of the, mm-hmm. you know, some of these Beatles songs, I Want to Hold Your Hand, they, I mean, they, they did some fabulous arrangements, you know, so I, my thinking, think, thinking is that yeah, I got respect for all kinds of music, and um, they are good in in all kinds. They are good classical music. There are some not so good kind, and there are some good jazz, and there's some kind of way out kind that not everybody can understand. You know, but that's my general opinion. Of well, let me ask you this: as a someone who is a professional. Can you enjoy music, or do you get distracted by the technique of the of the artistry? No. I mean, would that bother you I, if somebody plays good music, but the, the um the technique not that good? I tell you what, I I I really enjoy is a person who has great technique, and yet when you play, when he or she plays, they put their heart into it, and you can feel the dynamics of the music. Instead of just being either too loud or just too soft, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They can really put their heart into it. And one thing that I really enjoy is when I play, is, depending on my mood, I like to interpret the music as to how you know I feel at a certain time. You know, that's my theory. You know, uh, there's some good technicians, but I like a 
person who can really put fear. And you know, one thing I gotta admit, people who play violin can really emulate good feel, and even piano. When it's soft, it plays very soft, and when it builds, you can feel the build-up, you know, and stuff, and that's what I really enjoy. You enjoy the personality of the of the musician, I guess. There you go. That's uh-huh. it. That's it. Okay, now, will you tell me when it's 10 seconds to your time midnight, and we'll count down from there. Okay, for Patricia, go ahead and look at the clock. I go by one minute. Can you tell Patricia? Yeah, I can tell. Oh, 30 seconds? Oh, oh. I'll have to reset my clock. Hold on. <laughs> well, I mean, can you tell by uh, 10 seconds or whatever? Yeah, as long as I reset my clock to okay, show so seconds. I because, mean, yeah, okay, we got three, yeah, because by my watch, we got three minutes to go. Yeah, because you're five hours ahead in yeah, no. we looked at it. So. We got three minutes by my... And I'm over here in fireworks shoot, shoot off since about 10.20 tonight. Or it's just still... Uh, oh, fireworks? Yeah, people shoot off fireworks. Where? Here in Costa Mesa. Is it legal? Yeah. Costa Mesa? Yeah. Why didn't you know? No, I didn't know that. By the way, everybody, uh, I hope everybody in Japan is okay. They just had a 7.0 earthquake. Oh, no. Yeah. What again? In Japan, they just had a 7.0 earthquake. Where? In Japan. Where? I, I haven't seen this what city yet. So, hopefully everything's going to be okay. Oh, no. Yeah. So, uh, just uh, anybody looking to the news, just keep aware of that. That way that what time was this? I was just told within the last few minutes, so I imagine it's happened within the last hour. Oh my god. Yeah. You know, Jeff and they don't need that. No. No, I mean, considering what, what they had that big one, what was it, February? Yeah, they went through a lot. You know. You know. They don't need it. They don't need that. Yeah, they don't need that. Okay, we are yeah, down to... Two minutes, I think. Yeah, I can't find my clock. She can't find her clock. I know. It's, it's over by the possum. system preferences, but I don't right know what I'm looking for. It's not like that. She can't find her clock. I know. I can't find my clock. I know. Displays. Let's see what displays. No. See? Not yet. She can't find her clock. I know. She's already lighting the fireworks in Costa Mesa. <laughs> 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 I, I'll go out on the internet and find a clock. Oh dear, I can't find my clock. <laughs> All right. I mean, are we causing that much difficulty? <laughs> well, considering she just woke, she, she just woke up five hours ago. I can see why she's still doesn't know where anything is. Oh dear, and it's just oh, this is awful. And I well, I tell you what, we'll, we'll just. We'll just count off from one minute and we'll figure out. We'll just count 10, 9, 8, 7. Oh, okay. Nobody's well, gonna. Well, one minute. Us. So. We can be off a couple of seconds. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think the police is looking to us, so we. we... Oh, this is painful. I am so sorry. Yeah, I am. Well, that's, that's okay. A... Oh. If you're allowed to make one. That's okay. Open date and time. Let's see here. Do, 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 do. And it says show seconds. We are in California. Seven, fifty-eight, fifty-nine, five. Go. Well, okay. happy New Year. Oh, hello. I found my text.
Happy New Year, Patricia. Yeah, Happy New Year, and it's not quite Happy New Year for us. You're, t what, two hours away? Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. Oh, now, now. You've been drinking already? <laughs> no. You no, know, I was just thinking, too, John, when you were playing that song, I was thinking about It's a Wonderful Life, the movie you were the last seeing where they have. <laughs> also, I was just thinking... My, my granddaughter told that was me. It wasn't me. It was my machine. <laughs> I pressed the wrong button. I wanted to press this one. <laughs> That's the one I wanted That's to press. That's the one. You, how did your show go tonight? It went over well. They, um, we played music from Phantom of the Opera and hmm. stuff like that. And some from Les Miserables. And it was really good. It was fun. It was, and the people were very nice. And we played some oldies that let me call you sweetheart. And, and you got paid for having fun? Oh, yeah, I got paid, yeah. I got How about that? And then, but I didn't want to work hard this year, so I said, okay, I'll play till 9 o'clock. Then I'll come home and have fun with my internet friends. <laughs> Do they believe you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they believe me, but... <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you have a Nordstrom department store, um... Ron in Hawaii? Yeah. How about you, Patricia? you have a Nordstrom department store? Not that I know of. And here in California, no, one here in South Korea, we have a live piano player plays in the department store. Really? Yeah. We had one, you know, uh, that, I don't know if they still do, but yeah, we had a live piano player. Isn't that, isn't that a classy thing to do? That is a... We had one in Macy's also. Oh, really? That's nice. But I don't, I don't want to play, um... They asked me, would you like to play in Macy's? And I said, no, because I don't want somebody to come and ask me, where is the ladies' department? <laughs> of course. You're supposed to know everything if you're... All right. I said, no. Um, would you like to buy shoelaces? <laughs> <laughs> With or without metal tips? Yeah, without metal tips, though. Or would you like to buy dates with nuts or without, you know? <laughs> nah, so I, I, um, but there were some good piano players at, at Macy's when I, I Wow. Walked. I think it's a classy thing to do, to have I live music. a very nice grand piano. I said, are you playing on a Yamaha? And they said, yeah, how do you know? I said, that's good because after that, you can convert it to a motorcycle and go home. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between a baby grand and a grand piano? Okay, it's a size. It's a size. Anything like a five foot two would be considered a baby grand. Uh -huh. um, anything past a five seven or six foot and all that is considered grand pianos. But anything under five seven would be considered like a baby grand. Yeah, that's what it would be. Are you talking that about? That was called tonight. Yeah. Of great notoriety who. Who did you hear from? Who did we hear from? Well, I've got my list. I just happen to have my list in front of me. Ah, let's check the list. Yeah. And from Indiana, Kurt. Um, Kurt from Indiana. California. Uh -huh. Harwood from North Carolina. Wow. Yeah. Maryland. Ralph from California. Charles from New Jersey. And somebody named Ron who lives in Hawaii. Oh, that's great. That's good. I'm yeah. glad that they're up and that they're feeling. I wonder how our friend is doing with his um, treatment, you know, our Walden. Oh, uh, Kurt? We to let you know how he's doing. Uh, Kurt, he, he said he had a rough week. Yeah. Yeah, but he can, he has trooper. He's hanging in there. He's a fighter. Yeah. And, and you got to be a fighter 
you have to endure, you know, these therapeutic things because, boy, it's, it's rough. Oh. Yeah. And I hope I never have to go through what Kurt has to go through. It is tough, but if you have a good attitude, you know, I think you can overcome some of these situations. Yeah. And I think he's doing a good job. But anyway, I will listen to the show and uh, and look forward to a good year ahead of us. Walden it should be fun. It should be good. Yes. I'm sure we'll find some new... This is strange. Well, I, I I'm hoping new old radio new old radio shows and okay. I I got some so I got a lot of stuff out of the way so I think I can go find some more guests for it to be to have on the show on the weekend so I'm looking forward to booking some new 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 friends and uh, uh and we'll have a good time. Now when you, when they say they're putting are they putting your shows from cassette are they transferred on um. Hard drives, or how do you return it to Yep, Larry gas me call today. He just, they put it all on hard drives. Every single cotton picking thing I have is going to a hard drive. So when they deliver it to you, it's on a, it's on a hard yep, drive. Yep, yep, and then we're going to make backup, mobile backup copies. And then you can, how you, are you going to upload it into your computer, or what? I can just plug it into the computer. And, uh... Basically, Larry and I are talking about eventually I'll get, probably get a new computer and I'll have two sound cards. And one sound card will be Jaws that I can only hear and the rest and the other sound card will everybody else so you won't be able to hear Jaws when I'm on the air. So it's an interesting thing uh, what can be done now. So if you have to go through, for example, a list of your emails to get to something... Uh-huh. We won't hear it talking. To no, you? no. If it's if if I go with the uh, the next computer I have will have two sound cards and you won't be able to hear that. You know, um, Neil Ellis was telling me that there's somebody who's who's having all radio shows on some drives. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't know how he does that. Was he sends you a thumb drive or whatever? Yep, there are people who are doing uh, flash drive, thumb drives. Um. It's, it's just amazing. I use them all the time. Patricia's smart. Some drive? Fast drive? Uh -huh. Yeah, they just plug into your USB, you know, one of the USB ports. How much are those thumb drives, though? Um, they're, they're small and they're cheap now. I can get 8 gigabytes for about $7. Really? Mm -hmm. How many shows can you put on that? A lot. You know what I will do? I will get, I'm about to order some extra flash drives. I will order one and fill it up with shows and you'll know how it works. And then, what do you, do you just plug it into your USB port? Uh-huh. It shows up on your computer, just like you were putting in a disc. But then, how do you choose the show that you want, though? It'd be, it'd be the same format. It will just show on your computer what you, on there, on there right, Patricia? Uh -huh. Is when I send you a CD, how does it show up on your computer? Well, I play it on, well, I, I have it, I have a couple of MP3 players. Uh-huh. And I, I usually use my MP3 players because I can, I, it's hooked up to my bowl system and stuff. Uh-huh. But I, I can play it on my computer. What I do is I gotta go, I usually go next or find what, how many numbers or shows I want to listen to, like, Number 10 or number 12, I just punch in the number and it'll play, you know. 
Uh-huh. But on a DVD, I have a rough time. I, I, I don't know. A DVD, I haven't found it to be user-friendly yet. Yeah, I remember you said that, and a couple of other people have asked me not to send on DVDs, but to continue to use the CDs. And other people, Larry, for example, Larry Gassman prefers on DVDs, and Kurt in California prefers on DVDs. So if I'm sending him two or three shows, for example, instead of sending him three CDs, one for each show, I can put all three shows on a DVD for him. And it okay, if you only put like... If you only put like what ten, twenty shows, it's not too bad. But if you put like hundred some odd shows on a DVD, then it becomes a bit difficult. I don't know. Maybe Walden knows. Yeah. How old is your computer? I have an old computer, six years old. I'm thinking once I get to a new computer, it will be easier. I don't know. How old is your computer, Ron? You know? Well, my computer is only about a year old. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that I haven't learned to get to the library. You know, like. Uh huh. You just. I don't know how to explain. Yeah, you can make a folder and make your own library. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've, I've, I learned to do that here the last few months. You're good, then. It, 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 we're all on a learning curve. One day I'll be good, so I'll learn. You're smart. You're a smart guy. And I'm kind of at a loss to be of any help to you because I work on a Mac. <clears throat> and you're, you're, you're very helpful to my wife. She, she loves you. She says... See, Patricia understands what I'm going through. I know. Yes, she does. <laughs> you By know, the way, your, your computer is not fixed yet. Patricia, are you have a broken please? computer or something? I'm, I missed that. Are your computers working? All your computers working? Oh, no. One is, one is sick. It's working tonight, but it'll kind of disappear for a little while, and then it'll come back. So... It's unreliable. I can't get involved in a piece of work because it might stop working for an hour and it won't come back until, you know, so I have to use the smaller one. I, I use the laptop for my work now. Well, I, feel like I, I, I know what I'll do. One day, um, one day, Walden, you, we'll make a conference call with um, Larry, is his name Larry Katzen? Yep, Larry, uh-huh. And then, and then we'll... We'll talk to each other, and then we'll see how he does it on his... Oh, also, what we, yeah, also what we need to do is get you on Skype. Oh, I got that. But I don't know. You know, some people say you can make a two-way, com- two-way conversation on Skype. Yep. You know how? Well, uh, Larry does. I haven't, I haven't tried that. All, I, all I've done is one-on-one. I haven't done the uh, the mobile people you want. But I will. I have to sit down and learn that part. Yeah, my friend Milton can do that. My friend Milton can do that. Well, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep on trading CDs for now, Patricia, and then when we'll get this app put together, we'll know how to... Okay, I have a question for you. Can when Does Gail understand your computer and the way it works? Not really. Not really? Okay. I was going to suggest that if I send the thumb drive, the little flash drive, she would be able to work with it and figure out what you need to do on your computer. Probably. Computer, she can just click on the icon and everything comes up. Probably. She plugs it into her computer. It shows as a little icon on the desktop. You click on it and everything is there. You can't do that on a PC. I keep telling people you gotta buy Macs. Huh? They're so. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I like Walter's <laughs> attitude. Huh? What? What? Huh? What did you just say? That's why you gotta get a Mac. What? Huh? What did you just say? 
Are you knocking my PC? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I mean, you just gotta get back. What? I know. I know. Yeah. She just, she just not so the fact that we have to have PC because they have the best speech software. Yeah. Oh. Um, Matt, okay, Matt has a, has a voice of saying too, but it, it doesn't read everything, see. That's a problem. I know, I know, I know, um, my wife's uh, computer has a voiceover, but it's not as thorough as our, um, you know, voiceover. Yeah, I, I apologize. I forgot you guys have extra stuff that you need to be running on your computers. I wish you could, I, I wish Mac had things for you to at least evaluate and consider. Hey, listen, you know, you know what, I'm, I'm going to hang up pretty soon, but one thing, I'm going to get a new, um, I have a four, 3GS iPhone, and I'm going to probably get a 4S or a 5 when the 5 comes out. Right. And you know that all you got to do, Walden, is it's, you just talk, and it will email, if your friends, like, this <laughs> email is in my iPhone library, all I got to do is tell the iPhone, this goes to Patricia. Uh-huh. Your iPhone will just do it. And then you give the message, Aloha is the message, and then you give the body, the body of the message. Right. And then they'll say, or, and they'll read it back to you, and then you say, send, and they'll send it to Patricia. And all I gotta do is just talk. John Gaffman has a brand new iPhone, and he's got Skype on it. So when he's not by a computer, he can just sit there and talk on it, and it sounds like he's live when he and Larry record a show together. Oh, my God. Isn't that something? I mean, isn't it amazing? Uh, what the, what technology, like I listen in my car to you guys on my iPhone, mm -hmm. and I come home, I can listen to you guys either on my computer or on my internet Wi-Fi radio, and when I listen to it on my internet Wi-Fi radio, it's just like listening to um, KLEC or something. That's what I'm aside said today, uh, somebody gave Frank Brzee a computer, and somebody's installing the computer with internet for Frank today. And I'm thinking once that happened, I want to arrange for him to get a Wi-Fi radio. That way he can listen to Yesterday USA with a Wi-Fi radio. Yeah, and a Wi-Fi radio. What good is good about the Wi-Fi radio, you can take it into your kitchen, you can take it into your bedroom or your living room, and just, and just listen to it, you know? Are there, are there really, what's your favorite, uh, when you went shopping for a Wi-Fi, which one did you decide to go for? I got it from Seacrane. Okay. And you know why? Yeah. It can store 99, we can put in memory, 99 radio stations. Radio. In, in memory. So I'm, but see, unfortunately, Walter, somebody who can see has to do it for you because it doesn't have speech or yeah, voice. Yeah, I figured it didn't. I figured it had to have somebody with, yeah, we would yeah. need somebody. But I, I have yesterday, yesterday in my program. What, what, I have, um, what number are we on your, on your radio? 45. I mean, hey. I have, um. Um, KLAC number uh -huh. 26, I have um, KABC number 2, I have uh, Who's number 1? K, K, what's the station in Salt Lake? Oh, uh, KLX? Uh, oh man, how stupid am I? I can't have number 1. It's a 6,000 watt radio That's station. right, I, yeah, Salt Lake City. Yeah. yeah. And then I have um, KBC number two. I have K 
KNX number three. Yep. And KNVR number four. Yep. I mean, it's really cool. Really cool. You can listen. You're listening to LA radio in Hawaii. I, I lived in LA here. Yeah. I have a I have a passion for LA, uh, um, and so I I kind of like LA. And I I always of course there's no KMPC anymore, but I know. I used to love that station, you know. Yeah. It, it was it was the station of the stars. All the big name disc jockeys. Roger. From Wink Martindale to Gary Owens to... Gary, Ira Cook. Yep, all those guys with the hosts. Yeah. And we're home by Gene Autry, everybody. They're really good. They're good. Our middle of the road radio music, you know? Yep. Our adult standard. Yep. Really good, so I just love this. Are there, are there any adult standard radio stations in Hawaii now? They used to. We don't, and I'm so disappointed. We don't have one here in L.A. anymore. What? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. What's an adult standard radio station? Frank Sinatra, uh, 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 Johnny Mathis, all those classic Nat King Cole. None of those guys are heard in that's called adult standard. The uh, great singers who probably sing the great classic of uh, the, the American Star book. Yeah, yeah. We had one. Yeah. We don't have one anymore. And so I, it's really disappointing, but I listen to, I'll call you one day, I'll tell you what I listen to, and you can find it on your computer. Oh, right. It's a station in, in San Diego, I guess. But, um, but it's really good stuff. It's a really, really good stuff. Uh, talk to you about it on the side. Well, anyway, I'm gonna let you guys go. I'll, I'll be listening because I gotta see Hawaii uh, hit 2012 at 12 o'clock. So. Well, you're now in 40 minutes away. Yeah, we're still. Yeah, we're still in 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're behind the times. <laughs> <laughs> you know something? You're getting a little wise, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, you better be careful because when you're 79, you know, you will become one year smarter, maybe. But but right now, you're only 78, so and you're getting wise already. So I don't know. Anyway, you have a good night. Uh, wait, uh, well, how was your ham tonight? What did we have? We had uh, we had a big meal at two o'clock. We had honey baked ham, a gratin potatoes, uh, rum cake, and a oh, I love that. And a and a tossed salad. I would just love the sauce. Yeah, well, I know. The rum cake. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I I love so, rum cake. So what did you have? Tonight I had some Japanese food. Uh huh. And we had like sushi rice. And Raw fish, Japanese style. Raw fish, poor fish. Yeah. You just took, it, you just took it out of the ocean and you ate it. Is that what happened? Tomorrow we're having teriyaki steak. Oh, ooh. oh, and it's being cooked over the fire. You know, uh, barbecue. You know, honest, whatever. That'd be good. That sounds yummy. Lunch, yeah. We're not having turkey. No turkey. But you know what? I 
I, I enjoyed thinking about you having breakfast at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh-huh. Because I love breakfast. See? Somebody else does too. My friend, every Christmas, she makes Belgian waffles. Oh, my goodness. She does it. She has a good waffle, whatever. It is so good. And she always invites me and Gail over to have Belgian waffles. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you do like breakfast? I love breakfast. I, I, I enjoy a good... I, I, oh, just, just some Wednesday, I had a good mushroom omelet. Oh, I just loved it. With cheese, you know? Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. Well, anyway, <laughs> Mary, a Happy New Year. You too, Ron. Happy New Year. Thanks for the, for the um, piano rendition. You know, our friendship is going to get let's see, how long have you been with Walden? Two years. Actually, for Christmas time, four. Yeah. She done uh, Christmas. He, he would invite me for Christmas, but as a regular Saturday night daily, two years. Well, yeah, two see? years. So I think I, I've known you guys for about a year and a half because I know. when I listen to you guys, you guys probably were about six months in. I know. Oh. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna stay together. So I think. I don't know. I think I'm still on probation. I well, I thought I was on probation with you. Oh, that's true. You are. I know. This is good. Patricia, you don't know what I. You don't know what I look like, right? I'm gonna. I'm seriously. I'm gonna send you an email. Uh-huh. So because tonight. Yeah. I was dressed in in formal attire. Okay. Oh my. I'm gonna. So what send did you, you did an you e- <coughs> email? Yeah. Patricia, so you can see what I look like. So if ever you get married, I can be your bridesmaid. There you go. Now, did you wear shoes? She did wear shoes. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know Hawaiian people, right? We don't never wear shoes, but I wore shoes. Well, Patricia doesn't wear shoes either, so I doubt this might be the trend. Dan doesn't wear shoes in the farm. <coughs> Everybody doesn't wear shoes on this family. This is amazing. You're the only one who wears shoes? I guess so. In Hawaii, we wear flip-flops or slippers or whatever yeah. they call it. Tonight, I wore shoes. Shoes for Ron. So wait, did you did you wear a top, wait, did wait. you wear did you wear white tails? Did you have a top hat on? Black. It was a black tuxedo, and with my dog tied. No, it was a pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a very nice pair of shoes. Did you wear? Did you take a cane with you? No, I didn't take a cane. I should have. But anyway, I'll send Patricia a picture. All right. And when she gets married, I can be a ring bearer. There you go. A ring bearer for Patricia. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I miss my chance being a, a bridesmaid, so I'll be a ring bearer. <laughs> I'll, bet, I'll bet you would be an usher or... Um, yeah, somebody asked me to be an usher once, and he forgot. And I said, you know, it'd be okay for me to be an usher. After I take them to their seat, I have to ask them to take me back to where I was standing. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought about it. He said, "Yeah, you're right, right. I, I think you'd be a good usher." I said, "No." I was at I my. A, uh, I read a cute story tonight about a little boy who was a ring bearer, mm-hmm. and he came up the aisle, and every pew he stopped and went rawr, rawr, and they asked him, "Why are you doing this? Why were you so rude to the people?" He said, "I was trying to be a good ring bearer." <laughs> I um, I was best man at my friend Jeff's wedding, and 
most most of the people who are his uh, best man and the best bride we all had some form of disability and it was actually interesting how everybody got guided to go up to the front of the aisle and things like that and then when Jeff called for the ring it was his guide dog that brought the, the, the wedding ring really yep so that's how they did their wedding ceremony you know um my friend Milton, mm -hmm. his dog, if you play dum da da dum bum, he'll bark, you know, urf urf, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I said, uh, and he'll sing, the dog will be lying down while he's playing the piano. Mm -hmm. As soon as he plays, show me the way to go home, the dog will stand up. And right at the end of the song, he'll dum da da dum dum, and the dog will go urf urf. So anyway, the other night, somebody else brought their guide dog where I play and I told the audience well this dog is not like Milton's dog he doesn't know how to do it she doesn't know how to do it Milton's dog does mm -hmm. but I tell you what um, this dog I was only joking I said this dog has learned how to bite <laughs> so, so if I I'd like to call my friend from the audience up and we'll show you how this dog can bite okay <laughs> so I said, Chris, if you pet the dog, we want to see how alert this dog is. If he bites you, then I know that we trained this dog well. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you come up, Chris? And when and she'll command the dog to bite you, and if it won't hurt, maybe. <laughs> but we're only joking, and and uh, people are getting a big kick because Chris, he loves dogs, yeah, and. Uh, and uh, he said, no, no, I don't want it for it. Oh, gosh. Uh, but then he, he came, I said, no, I'm going to keep This dog can't do what Milton's dog can do, but this dog is a very nice dog. Go ahead, you can, you can pet him because this dog will let you, the owner will let you pet him. And he came up and pet the dog, and the dog wagged his tail. <laughs> but Milton's dog was mm -hmm. a really kick because Milton's dog, when, when he played where I worked, the dog lay down and then listened to Milton. As soon as Milton played, show me the way to go home, the dog would perk up. And as soon as Milton played, da -da 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 -da, the dog was so alert. And he got a big standing ovation. <laughs> oh, that is so cute. I know. It's a Labrador, yeah. It's a lab Labrador. So that's how why Milton gets paid more than you? Because he got a trained dog in the show? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I'll, I'll let you guys go. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Ron. We'll have some fun. Aloha. Aloha. Happy New Year. All right. And I know he's still listening. Happy New Year to Gail, too. Yes, right. Boy, when Ron goes, he just goes. He goes. Well, everybody, it is 3.30 in the morning Eastern time. We, and we still have a little way to go. Well, Patricia's awake. We're here. And we have an hour and a half before... The rest of our Same. United States family gets to say Happy New Year for real. That's true. Oh, we didn't ask Ron what kind of celebrations they have set up. That's true. Like, I... like the, the, the possum <laughs> in <laughs> Georgia and stuff like that. Sure. I, I spent New Year's Eve in Hawaii twice. Did you? Yeah. Was there anything special that you attended? Uh, a wedding. That doesn't count as a New Year's celebration, well, my, I don't think. Well, uh, my, when my uncle was stationed in Hawaii, uh -huh. we, we went twice for Christmas, and uh, we got New Year's Eve night, and one year his uh, 
my my cousin, his youngest daughter got married in Hawaii. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So you got a double, a double duty trip. Double duty trip on that one, and uh, I tell you though, the 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 most two New Year's Eve celebrations I went to that never I'll never forget. Uh, the second one first. Well, New, it was New Year's Eve, and my mom and dad and I decided to go out for dinner. Okay. We went to the Jolly Rogers, which is a restaurant. It's, you know, known for uh, fish and chips and things like that. We wait. We sat down. We waited a half hour, no food. We waited an hour, we finally got a salad. After uh, 90 minutes, uh, we decided just to go home. They then they were so busy they never ordered they never got us our food. Oh. We never ordered it or anything. I would have been really frosty about that. Yep. Well, now now the one that will live in infamy in my family, the New Year's Eve of 1985. Uh, Nebraska has a football team. We sure know that. <laughs> Some of us are very aware of it. <laughs> and they decided to play the University of Michigan at the Fiesta Ball on New Year's Day. Uh-huh. So we decided to go and see the game. So the Booster Club, my aunt was a member of the Alumni Association, said, hey, they're going to have a New Year's Eve celebration at the, ho at the hotel. And the pet right, the pet band gonna play, and they're gonna have food and have music, and we ought to we ought to go for twenty three dollars. Okay, sounds good. We all signed up. We saw the 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 Fiesta Bowl used to have a parade, a New Year's Day parade in the morning. So we did that in the morning, and we went to the New Year's Eve party. Well, we got there, and when we got there, the pet band were getting on the bus to go away. So, we went, we sat down in the hotel, they brought out the food, which was one tray of hors d'oeuvres, and everybody went out and got it. And that was it. <laughs> was it $23? That was $23. They had a little live music, so... Hey, so you get what you pay for. So, we wound up spending New Year's night at midnight in the fast food driving lane at Jack in the Box. Oh my goodness. So we, that's what we ordered New Year's night. And then we went to the football game the next day and the bracket loss. So, uh -oh. oh. This oh, is not oh. good. Hello there, you're on the air. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Well, you're awake. Oh, Fred. Yeah, I've been awake on and off all night. You sound tired. I am a little. Oh. A long week. What happened? Uh, what's that? What happened this week? Anything? Oh, nothing, nothing. We had three games. Uh, all road games, so we were coming on a school bus all over the state. So. Did you win? Yeah, we got our first win last night. All right. Yeah. Fred, should, turn me up, Walden. Should have won two in a row, but we played horrible against the team that we really should have beat two nights earlier. We lost by three. Uh, those, those things happen. Yep. Um, Fred? Are what? you there? Yes? This is a rousing, hey, happy new year time. You're kind of droopy for this. I'm just tired. Happy new year! <laughs> How's that? I knew you had it in you. <laughs>
I just knew it. <laughs> so we're actually in a great mood. Like I said, we got our first whiz. Things are looking good. Had today off. We were sitting around watching Laredo reruns all day on the Western Channel. Well, you know, you understand, for 2012, we're not allowing S-words? That's too bad. I can't help it. That means uh, soup, no soup, no salad, no... It's part of who I am. Yeah? It's what I do. Suit? That's like saying you not to use the writer word. That's what I never do. Well... I can't help it. I coach. So sometimes I have to refer to what I do. Sorry, no F words. It's, yeah. it's a new <laughs> rule for 2012. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's already too late. I'm, I'm in the cold here. Oh. It's already too late. I already said it. It's already 2012. Oh, well, you get one warning. You get to be on probation. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, how are you doing with things like what's your temperature this week? Cold. How cold? Actually, it wasn't bad today. It wasn't bad today. It was probably, oh, I don't know, 40, 38, 40. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad last night either. We didn't frost up or anything. So. For this time of year, it's actually, it hasn't been bad, but... Three or four, like three or four days earlier here, it was pretty cold. Then I had a single digits at night. Cold. Yeah. But it's, it's, we've actually been fortunate. You know, it's here it is, well, first of the year. We've got to have a major storm. No cancellations or anything like that so far. Okay. So it's actually, we're doing pretty good. Weather-wise, I would say. All right. Yeah. So we're we're back to um, Fred. It's Happy New Year time. Happy New Year. It's like Howdy Doody, I think. <laughs> it's Howdy Doody time. Oh, and I <coughs> I found my Howdy Doody file today, so oh. I I have it to send to Ivan out in California. Good. And I almost have an address for him. So, Ivan, if you're listening tonight, would you please give us a call and confirm your address for me? Well, how would you like an easy Christmas trivia question? An easy Christmas trivia? Yeah, yeah I know it's a week away. I know. It's easy. My, all my Christmas questions. I don't have any Christmas questions. This is an easy one. No, I was going to give you one. Oh, you're going to give me one? It's an easy one. All right, I'm, I'm listening. Okay. And the original Miracle on 34th Street, mm-hmm. who did Chris Kringle list on his Macy's Day application? Who did he list as his next to Ken? Oh, gee. Oh, gee. That's a great question. <laughs> um, Walden, you know the answer, don't I you? I do not. I've never seen. I um. I've never seen that part of the movie. Chris Kringle listed. I know. I know what he put down for his age, which I think is cute. That I don't know. I don't remember that part. You know how old, you know how old Chris Kringle is, Patricia? How old is he? He is. <clears throat> he's a little older than his teeth, but the same age as his tongue. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, who did 
reindeer list is next of kin. It wasn't the reindeer. It wasn't Mr. Claus. Hey, now you're doing what Walden does. Am I supposed to answer that? It wasn't Mr. Claus? I surrender. It was the reindeer. It was the reindeer? It was reindeer? It was the reindeer. Asher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen and all of them? <laughs> yeah, you listen to them all. If you, if you, there's the part of the movies where uh, she's trying to tell him to tell the daughter he's not really Santa Claus. Right. And he says, but I am. And so she gets out his application and she looks it over. It's right before she orders the, the store psychologist to have a look at him. Uh -huh. And right there next to Ken, it says next to Ken, it's got all the eight reindeer listed. I Works for me. I think I think it's, I can't remember which movie it Miracle Thirty Fourth or It's a Wonderful Life, but the idea came on a Christmas card, and somebody sent a Christmas card like from a director to the writer and just the idea, the idea, the phrase, or what, and that caused them to think of writing the screenplay. Uh huh. Okay. I forget which one, which one of the two movies, but I always thought that was cute that it came from an idea off a Christmas card. Yeah. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I, the remake's okay, but it's not, it's not the same. I like to, I hopefully we can get Marine O'Hara on. I mean, I got an email from her web people to try again next year. She lives in Ireland, and I think it'd be fun to have her on the show to talk about that movie and everything else. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be fun. That would be cool. So, yeah, great interview last night, by the way. Oh, were you able to listen? I yes. Yeah, it was fantastic. You did good, Patricia. Such a, such a super guy. You know what I missed though was uh, I wanted to hear it too. Was the uh, uh, person that lived in Bar Humbug? Oh yes, Dave Burns, who lives in in Humbug. Yeah, I assume you asked him how the town got their name. Oh sure. Yeah, I wanted to hear that really badly. Oh. I missed it. Well, it's an old mining area, and the mine was named Humbug after Humbug Creek, which had been named a long time earlier. So it had nothing to do with Christmas. It just wound up Humbug. Oh, okay. Kind of a simple explanation when you expect a really elaborate story about... Uh, but the, last year when he was with us, there were a couple of things that he said this year that were different from last year. And last year, he said that, uh, and this might have been supposition on his part, not, when I say supposition, you know, like a, like an historian might say, well, it, it might have happened this way, that Humbug, the Humbug Creek, was originally named as Humbug in order to discourage people from showing up because it was a successful claim. Oh, okay. It was a, a very successful mine, and there were other people who came in and created additional mines in the area, but he thought that the original name of Humbug Creek before the mines were there was named as such to give the impression that it was just a dead area. Right. Which makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it makes sense to me, too. He said last year, he didn't mention that this year. Okay. I didn't, even, I didn't even remember you had him last year, so. I think we had him early in the day. I think it was one, last year we were able to go start in the day, and I think we had him sometime during the day. He was earlier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next year we're going to be able, 
uh, because next year, everybody, it's going to be a leap year. And so uh, Christmas and Christmas Eve are on a Monday and Tuesday. So we'll be able to snag more time. Uh-huh. Oh, there you go. If Patricia's up for it. Oh, yeah, boy. I know. I know. I just get so abused. That's the thing I always wondered. If you're born on February 29th, yep. you celebrate your birthday on the 28th or the 1st? Celebrate it once every four years. Once every four years. Well, that's even better. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chris Kimball would have really been young. Yeah. Actually, there was a skit, a Robin Amner skit, where, uh, um, who's her friend? The, uh, his birthday falls on the leap year, so they were telling him his his little brother was older than he was. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he really only had, you know, four birthdays compared to his little brother who had seven because he had one every year. Right. He, uh, you know, at Sedgwick. So. Oh, Cedric? Yes. So, uh, Cedric Weehan. Yes. Cedric Weehan. Oh, I didn't know he was he, a twin. Yes. Well, no, he, he was born on a leap day. Yeah. On February 29th. So Robin Abner, Abner saying, you're really not that old. Your little brother's older than you are. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Yeah. Okay. His little brother's older than he was because he had more birthdays. Uh -huh. Yeah, you're only four. He's seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a winner to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can take a birthday every four years. That would make me oh, a lot younger than I am right now. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it would open yourself to a comment from people that said, how old are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sure don't look it. <laughs> but in the wrong direction. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I wouldn't even be legal to drive yet. See? Ah. See? Yeah. Ah. We'd all still be in grammar school. Yeah, yeah. Well, what was it? Cash really, what they say in terms of human age is one out of nine. So really, you know, you're not that old. Again? Well, remember they call about cat years and dog years? Oh, yeah, cat years. Uh, dog years are one in seven. One in seven, and cats are one yeah. in, I think cats are one in nine. I don't know about kitties. I know kitties come with nine lives. I know. Um, they're supposed to be able to survive all sorts of terrible things nine times. When they get to the number nine... Uh, I knock on wood with my dog every night because she's she's got to be... I've had him for nine years, mm -hmm. and over nine years now, almost going on ten, and he was a couple, at least a year or two, a year or two old when I got him, so he's full grown, and he runs around here like a puppy still. Where is he now? He's right here beside my bed, laying in his little bed here. What's All kinds of energy. He runs around just like he's, like, the first day I got him. Tripping over each other here. In and out of the, I mean, up and down the stairs. I mean, just, just, he gets excited about something and away he goes. Yeah, he's got no trouble. You know, you know how dogs, they get older, they start getting hip problems mm -hmm. and they can't jump up anymore. They can't do this. Uh, he's got none of that. So so. He's he frisky as a two year old pup. Yes. Yeah. Good. Fred, did you ever make a New Year's resolution? Uh, yes, yeah, make them all the time. Last year you said you were going to quit smoking this year. How are yes. you doing with that? It's, uh, I didn't do it. Well, 
life. Oh, I know you didn't, but you were faring pretty well with. Yeah, and I'm still doing pretty well. Um, I I'm down to like probably six cigarettes a day for the average. I was smoking over a pack and a half this time last year, a day. Well, by golly, that is really great progress. What I have um? Up back. You know, giving up something that's been part of your life for so long can be a very difficult thing to do. Yeah, it's hard. It's like a crutch. Uh-huh. One thing I've done this year is, I don't know any sport words, but <laughs> it's helped. Is, uh, <laughs> I used to used to take them to basketball games, mm -hmm. and I would like sneak off property between games, uh -huh. like an away game, and have a cigarette. Now I leave right in my car and I don't even bring them. Ah, see? You really are doing well. Yeah, so you know, if I'm gone for four or five hours, I just don't have them. It's amazing if I don't have them, uh -huh. and I'm at a game and I'm engaged, I generally don't even think about it. It might cross my mind once or twice, but it's like, oh, I can't do anything about it now anyway. Now, do I have to um, make an application to be your cheerleader? No. I'll take anybody who wants to help me cheer longer. <laughs> I definitely want to quit. Do that. Because, uh, I, I think it's a great undertaking, and only you win from this. So I'd, I'd really like to be your cheerleader if you think it would help. Yeah, sure. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Rah, rah. Go for it. Thank you. <laughs> so oh, you hopefully, hopefully by this time next year I will be smoke free. I know you can do it, it, but as I said, I understand that it's a little scary to give up something that's been part of your life for so long. Yeah, it's different. But different. Yes, if, and it would be different. You're right. But what's amazing, even just by cutting back, I find that I can taste my food. Can you do Really? You I can know, do all kinds of really neat things. Wow. Yeah. And, you can, and, and I also noticed the smell more than I used to. The smell of cigarettes? Yeah. Like in my room, in my house. Uh-huh. Um, whereas when I was smoking a lot, it didn't even, I, I wouldn't notice it. I, you know, it, it, like all my clothes. My sister is a smoker. And when she was here last weekend, she had a motel room. And she asked for a smoking room, and when we walked into the room, I mean, it just reeked. Nobody had gone in and scrubbed the walls, obviously. Yep. And she said, God, this is just awful. And she could even smell it in her own clothes when she came out, which is very unusual for a smoker. You normally yeah. pick up the scent. And she said something that just delighted me. She said, and it's my own fault. Now, I don't know if she meant... It's my own fault for having to ask for a smoking room or my own fault because I should have gotten a regular one and gone outside to smoke. Right. <laughs> probably more likely, but um, she has made some noises about wanting to quit smoking, and, and, and you know, I'm, I want to be her cheerleader as well. But she's, she's a hard case. <laughs> How else to say it? Well, I, I don't think I can do it either because I'm, I'm I have a very addictive personality. Yeah. Um, I just have a hard time breaking habits, period. Well, I, I have to admit to the same. So it, it was it was a difficult thing for me to do. But um, 
I was just committed to doing it, and it took me a long time to get to that stage, so... I have a friend who I envy the hell out of because he just... I, he, I don't know how he did it. In the way. But he just decided one day that was it. And he didn't smoke as much as I was, and he just stopped. Just threw them away. Threw pack cigarettes away. And And I will still reach behind me to yeah. just to, to grab a cigarette. And I, you know, that, that tells me it might have been more habit by the time I finished. It might have been more habit than anything else. Although there are some times when I'll sit here and say, oh my goodness, I wish I had one. It would taste so good. Yeah, yeah. I walk past a group of people and I say, okay, everybody, everybody inhale at the same time, everybody breathe out at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> And that's my treat, <laughs> if that's what you can call it. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's, uh, it's a little time to start it, but one of those things. Did your parents smoke? Yes. But I was the only one, I grew up with three brothers. Uh-huh. And I'm the only one of the brothers that smoked. Hmm. Both my parents were heavy smokers, though. Really? But my mom died of a placebo. So, fairly young, too. You got a heads up on that. Yeah. Mm. Plus, plus history of a uh, heart, bad heart among the males runs on both sides of my family. Huh? My uh, mother's mother never knew him. He died of a heart attack when she was seven. I think he was like late 40s, maybe. And then her older brother died of a heart attack around the same age, maybe early 50s. Oh my goodness. My grandfather died before, well my father's side, died of a heart attack before he was 70, I believe. And then my dad had a heart attack at one point, and my older brothers had a heart attack. Well, it's oh kind of scary, yeah. Oh my goodness. And my older brother ever smoked a lick of his life. Um, well, you know, technically, and they're increasingly regarding this as a serious problem. If both your parents were heavy smokers, essentially you kids were too. Okay. We're around Makes it. Sense. You were inhaling it all the time, even though you didn't have a cigarette in your hands. You got almost as much as your parents did if you were in close proximity to them. So, from a technical standpoint, you've been smoking your whole life. Right. Yeah, that's true. When you say your brother wasn't a smoker. But he was. Semi, only semi-true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then, then you know, my aunt. My brother, my dad's older sister, huh? um, again, never smoked in her life, but again, she grew up around, you know, her, her parents both smoked, but she died of lung cancer in her mid-50s. Boy, this, I, it is, uh, sorry. So. How, in, in what year, do you recall? Uh, yes, it was right 
right before my mom died. And my mom died in 97, so like 95? Uh-huh. I think 95. Yeah, she was right before my grandmother died. My goodness, you really got whomped, didn't you? Yeah, that was about three years. And then, uh, but right before mom got sick. Mom was sick for like two years. That's something I don't want to, I don't want to go through. I mean, she was laid up and in and out of shuffle between nursing homes and hospitals in the last two years. Okay, well, we, we have to prevent that from happening to you. Yes. So I am your cheering section, and Good. I won't be a hard-nosed person. I won't be like, you did what this week? <laughs> but I, I, I really want to do something that would make a difference for you if I can do that. I appreciate it. It is for I can get. And it is my pleasure. Um, you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world, as I said. So. It's my big, okay. big goal last year. It's going to be the same one this year. Like I said, I made a ton of progress last year, I thought. Oh, my goodness. I'll say. So. At least I'm not going through a cart in a week. And they're so expensive. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're crazy. Better ways to spend money. That's for sure. Especially when you don't make a whole lot to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know? So, take what you can get. I also want to go on a trip this year. That's another one of my goals. Where are you going? Oh, yeah. I got some thoughts. I'd like to go... I'd like to go see my brother in Virginia for Thanksgiving. That would be perfect. Um... I'm not sure he's going to be there. He's, uh, he just sold his house. He's retiring from the State Department this year. So I'm not even sure where he's going to be, if that's even possible. So, But that, that, was, that was an idea. Um, another idea was, uh, uh, I always wanted to go out west. To go out there for a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks? Oh, uh, great. Or at least maybe a week. I want to go to the Alumni Weekend, too. I haven't gone there. I haven't gone back to my college in like five years, so that'd be cool. I like that idea. Yeah. I said, get out. I didn't go anywhere last year at all. Okay. So, so if you quit smoking, then you can afford it more readily. Yeah. Hey. I wouldn't mind going to Rod State either. That's also on my list. That's right. Hawaii would be perfect. Yeah, that would be nice. I got a friend who's going in April. It's, uh, what is it? Is it in a week or is it? It might only be like five days, four nights or something, but they get to stay at each island. Uh-huh. And they got an itinerary, some kind of special deal. You got through some travel agent. Do you have a major airport in Vermont, or would you have to go to New Jersey to get out of there? How would no, you? No, we have an airport. Uh -huh. I wouldn't call. Well, I mean, I guess it's major. It flies uh -huh. all the major carriers. Okay. Uh, in Burlington. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you can also you can always catch a shuttle too out of Burlington, or even out of Rutland, which is a lot smaller, mm -hmm. uh, to like Boston or something. Mm -hmm. Rutland is smaller. 
Oh, yeah, Rutland's a lot smaller. Rutland, I don't think any large carriers come into Rutland. They're all like the small ones. Like shuttle flights, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whereas Burlington, you know, USA Today, or not USA Today, USA or mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> USA Today. <laughs> well, you know, the major, you know, major airlines. Mm -hmm. Quite a few of them fly to Burlington. So. Right, well, we've got to get you on a plane and on a trip, and we have to make it affordable. So yes. we have our work cut out for us this year. <laughs> yep. I want to do it, though. Get the heck out of the state for a week or so. Huh? Go somewhere. I got a list. I got, I got a big list. I'd take any of them. So, you know, you really do have a New Year's resolution. I wonder how many people have goals or have things, wish for the things they want to do in a lifetime. I started mine a long, long time ago. And have you been able to whittle it down? Uh, um, yeah, but it actually keeps getting bigger. Hey, that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have crossed some stuff off, but uh -huh. I keep it. I add more stuff than I cross off. But, yeah, I got, like, for example, some of the places I haven't done is, uh, I've been to uh, Antietam. Ah, okay. I wanted to go there really bad. Uh -huh. I've been there. Uh, I've been to Surrender Field, New York Town. Mm -hmm. I'm a big history man. Mm -hmm. uh, what else have I done? Fenway Park, that was a big one. Mm -hmm. Just this year I went to a professional football game. That was on the list. Right. Baseball Hall, Basketball Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, Why am I getting hives? Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. This, In the air. Yeah, I got things out there like, I want to go to Hawaii. I want to go on a cruise. What? I could have taken care of Hong Kong. Uh -huh. My brother lived there for three years. Hong Kong? Wow. wow. Yeah, I always want to go to Hong Kong. I think it's a neat city. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I had the golden opportunity. My brother was living over there for three years working for the government. And uh, so I wouldn't have a place to stay and stuff. Yeah. But I found out. I didn't look, I looked into it. I was going to go a couple of years ago. And the idea of that much time on an airplane just turned me right off. I don't want to do that. What um, what disturbs you about that much time on on an airplane? I would go crazy. Why? Absolutely crazy. Because I couldn't afford first class. Uh -huh. We're talking coach. And, you know, you might as well just take a paper bag, put it over your head, and breathe in the same air, in and out, in and out, in and out for 25 hours. No stop. I knew somebody. Because I couldn't take it. I knew somebody um, who went to South Africa from California. Yeah. And they were doing apartheid. Guess how long her plane trip was? I don't know. 26 hours. 36 hours. Oh, wow. And at the 19th hour, she asked, Where's the parachute? I'm ready to jump out. I believe it. You know? I believe it. You know, it's not like a two-hour flight. No. I mean, you get, you know, it's like Moose Black says, you get on one of those planes, you know, you see a movie, 
He has a couple of drinks. He watches another movie. Then he eats some supper. He watches another movie. And there's still 20 hours to go. <laughs> it's just, and you're breathing in, you know, the same air. That air, I don't know, I don't know how, the circulation of those things are horrible. I'll take your word for it. And just, have you fought a lot? I, I, oh. I've done quite a bit. I went to Europe. That was the longest trip I ever take from California to, to England and then uh, from France back to America. That's what, six hours? Eleven for, for here, because I'm on the West Coast. Okay. Yeah. See, I could handle like six or seven hours. And, but what we did, I got up and walked around. Yeah. You know, I stood for a while, walked around, and things like that. So. What kind of a plane were you on? Uh, your normal 747s. Big old plane. Oh, a walking room. But at least, you know, but you know, she stayed up and walking the aisle. I mean, it, it was good. Well, like in a car, we can really window down and get some air. And you know, we full coach, so it wasn't, wasn't a fancy way to go. But yeah. That's how we went to go, go visit my uncle. Did they let you get up and walk around because you had special needs? No, no. Anybody could have done it. Really? Yeah. yeah like, as long as you're not taking off or landing, or you're not going through turbulence, you know, once that fast, un, 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 right. unfaster your seatbelt sign comes on. And, and if you want to just stand, stand up in, in the front part of the plane, they let you do that. Hmm. And... You know, so that's that, so that's how we did it. And those seats on those things aren't the best in the world either, though. We're at the mercy of a seatmate too. Yes, and plus the person in front of you. The but person is what? Plus the person in front of you too. Oh yeah. That leaning back in the air. Especially if there are kids there. Well, you've cured me of ever wanting to go anywhere. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I like the idea of being there. I just didn't like the idea of getting there. Well, we're going to have to work on Patricia figure a way how she can get to Hawaii, you know. And plus, I would have been doing it by myself, too. But it's different if you're traveling with somebody. I suppose. And you, well, you at least have company here. But, well, Hawaii's got to be, what, 10 hours? Well, for me, it's four and a half in California. Well, that's not too so bad. yeah, probably for you be ten ten hours. I think yeah. we we always thought the next time we go to Europe, the next way would be is to land in New York, and then spend a day or so in New York, and get back on the plane, and then get on the plane again. That way you break up the trip. Yeah. So the other option, of course, is more expensive to take a cruise. Right. Which I always thought would be a fun way to go. That's also on my list. Mhm. Mm I don't swim. You don't like water? Don't worry, Patricia. I will. Oh, it, it would be a little antsy for me, you know? I'll take care of you. Don't worry. <laughs> I would love to go on a cruise. Somewhere warm. Um, well, my friend Jeff, what they're doing, they're taking a cruise to... They're celebrating their 10th wedding anniversary this year, and they're taking a cruise to Hawaii and back. That would be and, nice. And, that's, and they're, they're spending, you know, a week in Hawaii going through all the islands and things like that. That would be beautiful. Yeah. And it's like, it's about like 1200 bucks for, you know, a 15 day cruise, which is not bad. That's not bad, actually. Does that include their meals on the cruise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Is that Hawaii? Yep. You used to ship at your hotel room. That's not bad at no. all. Twelve hundred bucks. Or Twelve hundred bucks or so, yeah. That's so, not even a hundred bucks a day. No, seventy-five dollars a day. So, and you can eat twenty-four hours a day. Hey, Tom, the, the trick that I've heard from people who got on cruises. Mhm. Mm watch your tab because they'll run a tab for you for drinks and stuff. I guess it probably depends on what plan you got. You know. Uh, it gets expensive at the end though if they hit you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, you owe us $800 in drinks. <laughs> well, the biggest problem is they got to watch out for are the extras. If they want to take short, uh, tours on the island. All those are extras. Right. You uh -huh. know. But, well, so that would be perfect. You know. Yeah, I can see myself doing something like that. Uh-huh. i tell you what, guys. Here's a deal you cannot refuse. All right. I'll be at home arranging the welcome home party. Okay. So, if we're going to Hawaii, Patricia, you have to go by plane, huh? Um, if I'm, if you go to Hawaii, I'm afraid I'm going to have to stay home. Well, well, I want to see you in Hawaii. How are you going to do this? Is there a thing at home? Well, I mean, you guys just talked me out of it. Well, four hours, that's nothing. Fly out to Hawaii, out to California, visit Walden. Yep. And then get on a four-hour flight and go to Hawaii. There you go. Okay. I think you can do it, Patricia. Hey, uh, we're talking, we're talking 20 hours in the air. I mean, that, that's that's a bit different to get to Hong Kong. That's a long time. Uh, no, I think you wrecked it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wrecked it. Well, Patricia likes to drive. Maybe he can just drive to Hawaii. <laughs> you know yeah, what? there you go. A while back, I was in the drive through line in the bank, and the car ahead of me uh -huh. was a Hawaii license plate. <laughs> and I thought, this is good. I wonder how it was driving here. <laughs> right. It cost them some money to get their car ships. It's expensive to put a car on a ship, so I'm thinking it might have been military, because the military will, of course, pay for a move if they're reassigning you. Yeah. But, I mean, wow, I've never been behind an, a car from Hawaii before. That's pretty unique. You won't, either. You know what um, amazed me? This this amazed me this summer. I probably told you about it. It's the human spirit, though. It's amazing how stubborn people can be. But I was going down to, a friend of mine has a house in Rhode Island that they own. And it's right on the ocean. I mean, well, not right on the ocean. It's like a half mile from the ocean. Uh -huh. And uh, they own, they rent the house out, but down below they have a like a one bedroom studio apartment uh -huh. that they keep for themselves. Okay. And uh, the husband of the family, who's my friend, and three three of our other guys were just going down. We're gonna go down and do some stuff down there. I won't tell you what, because you don't want to hear these sports words. So, but we're going down for the weekend. Well, it's New Year's. We can make an exception. Okay. Well, we're gonna go down and spend the weekend. We're gonna go watch the Pawtucket Red Sox play. So, like a 45 minutes from where his house is, huh? and just spend the weekend there. And we're driving down, and we come across an area. And you probably have them out there. I don't see them too much around here because we don't have big enough areas, but. Outside a city where there's like carpool lane, 
well, not in a non-carpool lane. Huh? And we're in the we're in the carpool lane, and we're just zipping along. And there's probably five people in this lane. We're talking for miles. Mm -hmm. And you look over to the, the non-carpool lane, and it's bumper to bumper, mm -hmm. inch to inch. Slowest traffic is had to take them hours to get through that. And to oh. me, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. If I had to do that every day, I would find somebody to sit in my damn car that's going the same way I am. Sure. This is crazy. Well, there were some creative people who finally got caught. They were getting blow-up dolls to sit next to them. <laughs> oh, there you go. And they eventually got caught, I guess because the dolls don't move or talk. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought that was pretty creative, you know? Yes, yes. Well, it's like, you know, how can you not find somebody to carpool with? I mean, it's so stubborn. It's like, well, they like to stock up Burger King, and I want to stop at McDonald's. I mean, it's, well, yeah. you know? We Californians love our cars. I think everybody knows that. And I know people, and I've known people in the past, that drive. <clears throat> yep. 90 minutes one way to go to work. Sure. Wow. Can you imagine daily you have to be in your car at least three hours a day? That's that's a lot of driving because they live out in the desert where housing is cheaper and they're driving all the way out from the desert all the way out to... It's cheaper and they're spending a million dollars on gas. Yeah. yeah. But even that's not so bad if you can zip right along, you know what I'm saying? I know, but to me, three hours of my life every day is, is worth a lot. It's worth a lot to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, but... I would go crazy every day taking two hours to go a mile. Mm -hmm. That would just drive me bonkers. I, I don't think I can deal with it. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to get somebody to carpool with me. Mm -hmm. Or a blow you know, up. It just, it just makes sense. Get a blow up doll. Yeah, or something. And, and give it a try. I mean, this guy got away with it for a while. <laughs> That's like there's a guy here in Rutland that he got caught, but he went to, this was like five years ago, he went to Walmart and, and on credit, his Walmart credit card, or no, he bought it, he bought it, That's right. He bought the most expensive printer scanner that he could get. Uh-huh. And he went home and made a bunch of $5 bills. Oh. I don't know where he got the paper because the paper doesn't even look, you know, photocopy paper doesn't even look or feel like real money. But he basically printed up a bunch of $5 bills, went out and bought a bunch of Christmas presents with it, and then returned the thing to Walmart and got his money back. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> he got caught. I hope so. Yeah. How many times can you do that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, people people come up with a successful scam. Well, I've tried it just to just to just to see how it comes out. Yeah, you know, of course, right? I don't have a top of the line scanner or anything, but it. I mean, you can tell it's not real. You don't, the scan doesn't get the color right or anything. Well, now my understanding: the last time I talked to people who professionally look at currency. It's really hard. I mean, it's really hard to forge because uh, the way you, the way they got the all the symbols inside embedded. Oh yeah, the, the, yes. the little the little numbers. Right, and and the uh, and the way they they integrate little lines in the in the currency. Uh huh. And 
people who handle money every day, they don't have to see the currency. They can tell by just handling it if it's a fake or not. Feeling it, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like you look at you look at any bill, you see all those little green numbers and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. They don't come up when you scan it. They don't even show up. One of the tricks that played out for a while was to take a dollar bill and clip the sides and paste with a obviously a really good job of five. 10 and 20 in its place. Oh. My mom got caught with that in Hawaii. We went to a store and she got, um, somebody passed, uh, made a $10 bill look like a $1 bill. Uh, or no, it probably would have been the other way around. Yeah, whatever the, right, you know, but it was a $1 bill that made it look like a 10. Right. And she got it from one store to raise it pass it to another store, how he, her, you know, and my dad spot, and he said, no, no, Sandy, you can't give that one back to the registry, you know, because he, he saw it was a fake. My, it was so good, my mom couldn't tell. You know what else you don't see anymore is, uh, thank God, I don't know why, but it's, it's like scam artists. I remember we got taken to the bakery one time, where a guy came in, and, and, and uh, we had a 16-year-old girl working, 17-year-old girl, he asked for change. Huh? He did this whole thing with change. And he ended up, like, taking her for, like, 50 bucks in the end. Wow. Oh, that is sad. You know, it's just, it's just the way we words, I guess. I don't know, but it's like I remember watching a, a movie. You probably know the movie. This guy, this little girl, he's a scam artist. Uh-huh. And she, she works with him, and he does this scam where he writes on the back of a $20 bill um, to you, you know, something to grand, to, to so-and-so love grandma. And then uh, she goes in after him and buys something with a dollar bill. And then the guy gives her back change, and she starts screaming, crying, and lying that she gave him a 20 from her grandmother. And they go through the register, sure stuff, there it is. There what is? The 20. Well, if she See, gave see he a... goes through first and buys something with the 20. Yeah. And on the back of the 20 is this message to my loving granddaughter, loving grandma, or something like that. And then she goes through a couple minutes later, buys something with a dollar bill. Oh, okay, I understand now. It starts bawling and screaming that you're the gift of my grandma my yeah. birthday. Yeah. Grandmother's signature is in there. Yeah. Well, this um, segment of how to scam is <laughs> over. I. <laughs> well, that's what my dad always told me. He said, because I used to operate at the bakery, we used to have a garage sale too, I used to run for him. He said, whenever somebody gives you money, you leave it on top of the cash register. Right. Make the change and then put the bill away. He said, you never put the bill right into the drawer and then make the change. Right. Yeah, leave it out. Leave it out. Well, are you in the market for a question tonight? Yeah, I'll give one a shot. Heck, he says. Let me see what I've got here. This, this question is sponsored by Patricia. I don't know if I'm going to go back to bed or stay awake. I don't know. Uh, have you given any thought to the colors of the shows? We've still got quite a few left. 
What do you mean? Well, I've asked over the last few weeks to give me the names of shows that have a color in the title, like have a color in the title, like the Red Rider. Yeah, good idea. Red Rider one, you got it. That's a good oh, Red example. Rider, we've already got. So, okay. but now you know. You know the concept. Uh, Green Lantern. We've got the Green Lantern. Uh, Green Hornet. The, say that again. Green Hornet. The Green Hornet. Hornet. We have. Green Acres. Green Acres. That was a radio show, was it? Yeah, it was on the radio. Yeah, we okay. have um, these Green Acres. That's yep. right. Good. There's one. How many do I need to get? Three? Two more. Okay, what was the, um, yeah, Granby's Green Acres. Right. Go ahead. You need to get two more. Uh, uh, was Black Beauty ever done on the radio? Well, Black Beauty was the car of the Green Hornet, not, um, okay. not a radio show. Well, there's never a radio show about a horse named Black Beauty, huh? No. Nope. Just a Sorry. book and a movie. Okay. Uh, well, I'm not sorry, but... All the time radio shows with color. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I can't, I can't think of any. I think of black. Ask me something with a name black. Black is big on the list. Yep. Gotta be. There are plenty of black ones. Uh. I can't come up with one. Thinking combination of names. Christmas Day to go to my aunt, my grandmother's, or my aunt and uncle's, and that little girl that I'd given those tapes to, Yeah. she was listening to The Shadow. Alright! Yeah, she started finally, they just sat for months, I guess, and then she started listening to them, and she likes them much of them, she doesn't like them all, so it depends on which ones I listen to, but I, I begin to like quite a few of them. She, she loves The Shadow. She's like, that's oh, a great show. Okay. Well, if she loves The Shadow, is there another one in the same general vicinity that you think she might like? Probably. Um... Lamont in the shadow. Remember the secretary? Mm-hmm. In the shadow. She thinks that's great. That that whole kind of flirty but never really committing type thing. Okay. Maybe she Sam. thinks that's great. Uh, Maybe Sam Spade? No, there's an idea. Spade, is that a color? What? Yeah, black. Oh, Sam Black. <laughs> Sam Black. <laughs> Is Sam, are, are you... Well, the Adventures of Mr. Black. The Adventures of Mr. Black. No, but you're getting warm. Uh, 
I'm making titles up now. <laughs> but we'll trigger something for you. Just the USA. That's Patricia. I'm Walden. Happy New Year's, everybody. 714-545-2071. And Walden is waldenhughes at yesterdayusa.com. And Patricia is Florida writer at hotmail.com. That's me. That's F L O R I D A W R I T E R at Dan, I think it's Dan from Dan Tennessee. from Tennessee, and one from California. I need one from California. Uh, you need Ivan complete address. I need, well, I got an address from Kim. Okay. But she wasn't positive. It, it's a post office box, and he said he was moving to a small area, so right. I'll, I'll send it to there. And let's see who else I need here. I need... Well, maybe Ivan got email up and running. Oh, that's a thought. You know, maybe yeah. it's email Ivan. What the heck did I do here? I didn't say. Um, address, address. My goodness. All right, hold on. There she is. <laughs> I'm 
just not, I'm just kind of discombobulated tonight. You know, but you done remarkably well. Yeah? You did. You think? I know you did. I let's see, it looks like I got address. Hold on. And if you know what discombobulated mean, give us a call. <laughs> Dan in Tennessee and John in Sacramento. I do have his address. Alrighty. It's just Dan in Tennessee. So we're down to Dan. Dan the man, if you're listening, that twice you called us and we haven't gotten your address. So give us a call. I think I've got Sacramento. All right. Let me double check here. Do, do. And what we mean is you call in. If you're a new type, if you're a newbie, you can join the family. The family have privileges. The family, it's a, it's a, it's a really exclusive group. You can become a member of a family that loves you, that give us a call at 714-545-2071. If you call and you're a first-time caller, the one, the only talented, the adorable one. <laughs> well, make you a CD of all-time radio show of your choice. Well, I lied. It looks like I don't have Sa Sacramento. John, give us a call or email us at floridawriter at hotmail.com. That's me. The one, the only, Patricia. That's me. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we've got some Walden stuff here. All right. Are you ready? You bet. I've got an interesting history question for you. What I think is an interesting history question. Anyway, oh. let's see where you are here. You're under the fruitcake, I think. <laughs> You're under the fruitcake. <laughs> under the fruitcake and the history. Uh -huh. Well, I've got this as history and presidential history question all rolled into one. It's a double dipper? It's a double dip. All right. What in our country's presidential history made a United States Army doctor named D.W. Bliss such an extraordinary individual? Well, he the one that operated on Grover Cleveland? No. Read it to me one more time. What in our country's presidential history made United States Army Dr. D.W. Bliss such an extraordinary individual? I do not know. Really interesting piece of information. Okay. According to what I have, Bliss had the unique role of attending two United States presidents after they were shot by assassins. In 1965, in 1865, he was one of 16 doctors who tried to save Abraham Lincoln. Mm. And in 1881, Bliss supervised the care of James Garfield. Wow. Wow. Ooh, isn't that incredible? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, that piece of information is a keeper. That's a winner. That, that is a winner. I'm, I'm, my goodness, you know? Okay. All right. You want a baseball question? 
absolutely did. I guess a sidebar on presentation. I didn't know she saw the story. You know, next week at the Iowa caucuses. And last week, um, they picked the undecided voter. Uh-huh. Well, and the, the local TV station from Iowa, and, you know, Iowa's known for having uh, one-on-one time with the, with the presidential candidates. Uh-huh. She was going to have the opportunity to have all the candidates come and spend time with her at her house. Whoa! So she had to figure out what to serve for lunch for Perry. She, she had to make time for the different three candidates the next day. The, the people coming over to spend an hour with her one on twice to try to get her vote. Well, then that neighborhood with secret service <laughs> must have looked like an anthill. But she was seeing an interview in Canada, I mean, on KNAC LA. And she said, well, uh, you know, the hardest thing, I'm, I'm probably going to wind up liking each one of them for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. And i got to make a decision who who I'm going to mm-hmm. who I'm gonna store my vote for. Yeah, which but, one has the strongest uh-huh, but attributes she, uh, for president. Yeah, but oh. each one of them were going to come and spend an hour with her at a house or longer. Uh-huh. Watching the ups and downs in the, I'll, I'll call it a popularity poll, I right. don't know how else to put it. Watching the ups and downs of these candidates. Well, so and so is in the lead this week. Well, he was he fell out of favor the next week, and this one moved up from the bottom. And he, uh, I mean, it's I've never, never seen this this way ever. I've never seen. Well, it's it, it's only in recent history that we've seen this many presidential candidates, uh, not presidential nomination candidates. Um, you know, the Democrats started it last year. Yeah. And the Republicans followed suit. So I think last year was the uh, last election was the trendsetter, and now we're we're seeing so many people. It used to be two, and we were really up there if we had three. So it was easier to keep track of them. But now with with the field so wide, oh my goodness! And it's just, you got sick candidates, right? And like one week somebody's up, the next week somebody else is up, the next week and I never seen. And we I mean, haven't the, done the one. Astounding climb was Ron Paul. I know. I and you know if you go back to it, it's it's changed. You know I think almost every state now has a primary. Uh-huh. You know how many primaries we had in nineteen sixty for the Democrat race for the White House that no, Candy it was won. Very small. What was it like seven or eight states? Just thirteen. Thirteen. Things have changed. Things have certainly changed. Yeah, yeah, it's just amazing. They've talked about the number of voters in Iowa and it's in the millions. Yeah. Like it was something like two million registered voters. And they're expecting hundred and seventy five thousand to come out for a primary. Yep. That's shameful. It is absolutely shameful yep. that people have fought to the death to preserve the freedom of doing things like voting for a president or a presidential candidate, and people just blow it off. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, enough. Boy, this has not been a really positive, upbeat New Year's. No, but it, one of my favorite radio shows that I really like that. It's the Fibber McGee and Molly New Election Show of 1940. I think it's such a neat concept how the 1940 they had Fibber and Molly run a voting booth in their house, uh-huh. and they broke away to give update throughout the show. Right, and they were precinct captains. Yeah, that was the one where um, 
they were going to get a prize if, every, if they had a 100% turnout. It, it was, and one of them, uh, Doc Gamble, oh, no, no, I'm sorry, that that was a fun drive. Yeah. Uh, each one of them had a district, and Doc Gamble and Fibber insisted each was going to have the most. Mm-hmm. And Fibber and Molly turned out to have the greater total, and then Doc showed up and said, <laughs> Oh, but you guys are in my district, and they had to transfer their contribution oh. over. And he wound up winning. But, you know, the competition between the two of them and really wanting to go out and do something good and collect money, and, you know, those were the door-to-door days. Yeah. And uh, it, it just was a very spirited show. It was, it was yeah. one that had um, a social message as opposed to a community message, you know, like a Wistful Vista or a, a Fibber lesson, something like that. I mean, it had a more global meaning it's, to it, but that, that was really cute. It's interesting to listen to the whole radio shows of the 40s and realize they had a thing called community drives. Uh-huh. They had a community chest. And, and they, they, I get these were people who, who were well-known in the community or whatever that knocked on the doors. And, and it was door-to-door. It was door-to-door. It was door to door. And Red I, Cross, they did one door to door for the Red Cross. Yeah. So, okay, I have for you. See, I really did do some homework today. I, I, but you didn't have to. Oh, I know, but um, I have a baseball question, a brain teaser, and a stump whooping question. All right. What would you like? The brain teaser. The brain teaser. This one is mine. I made this one up all by myself. <laughs> What do we get brand new every single year, but it never lasts more than one day? A New Year. A New Year's Day. You're absolutely right. I thought that was very clever. You are smart. Now, if I asked that in July, you probably would have had a little bit more difficult time with it. Most likely, yes. So I should have saved it. You'll probably ask me in July, and I won't get it then. Oh, you'll get it. Once you, you don't forget. Oh, see. I really want to give you your baseball question. But that doesn't that violate our New Year's resolution? Say what? Doesn't that violate our New Year's resolution? What? No more S words. Oh. Okay, I want to give you your B question. <laughs> Well, I, we didn't. We, you and I didn't take that uh, that resolution ourselves, though. So we're okay. Uh, we're okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm allowed to say it. Okay. It's like a mother says, "What you do as I say, not as I do." Oh yes. Yeah, that was always a good one. Yes, yes, yes. We start smoking. Well, mom, you smoke. Well, do as I say, not as. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. Okay. All right. Here's your baseball question. Mm-hmm. This one was really good, and I know you're going to know the answer. Who pitched the only opening day no-hitter in Major League history? Bob Feller. Yeah, I knew it. And I thought that was so cool. I met him. Did you really? Yeah, I met him. I have an autographed baseball and an autographed photo with, with Bob Feller. And, uh, you know, there's another guy who just passed away, I think, this year, who gave up four years of his serve, uh, career to be in the mil- be in the Navy. Oh, my goodness. And I read that, too. Yeah. Who was it? Bob Feller did that. Bob Feller? Yep. I read about that. He interrupted his career and yep. still he wound up in the history books. Mm, a lot of those athletes 
um, my Ted Williams hand out, just join the military. They just said, we're gone. Go. Yep. And they volunteered. They weren't. Oh, no. They volunteered. They just went in. Like Jimmy Stewart out there flying with the Air Force. That's true. Okay, Stump Walden. This one, I really got you in this one. Ah, <sighs> dear. I'm ready. Oh, dear. Who? Yeah, I did. I got you. I got you. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Who lived in the little house on Shady Lane Avenue? The lady from Shady Lane? No, it was not the naughty lady from Shady Lane. <laughs> I don't think. Oh, that's a cute song, though. Guess we're off on one of Walden's tangents now while he thinks he tries to distract. Oh, I do a good job at that, though. Yes, I know you do. But you don't, you, do. let, you don't ever let me get away with it. You're very well practiced. Yes. The Little House, Lady Lane Avenue. Hmm. Is it Vic and Sade? No. I can't remember where they lived. They were just on well, they always refer, I don't think they, they always refer to the little house halfway up the next block, and I don't know exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, and I don't recall that they had a... I don't think they did. Um, I don't know. You got me. Jim Taylor, are you listening? You got me. Blondie and Dex. <laughs> You're adorable. I got it. You adorable. That one was so obscure. She, she, Jim, she's on your side. She I trapped me. I would have been on the floor if she you had gotten me. She trapped me. Well, what? you want to ask me again? Oh, sure. Okay. Who lived in the little house on Shady Lane Avenue? It was Blondie and Dagwood. You are right. You did. <laughs> wow. Okay, so two for two on me. Uh, two for four. Oh, you're super. That's 50%. I've never gotten 50%. Oh, you do so good. But I never got 50% before. I think when I was only asking you two questions, one time I got 50%. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's pretty good. Oh, yes, you're good. All right. So we're 17 minutes to, before we can wish Ron a happy new year. All right, well, we're getting there. So I've got... I'm running my seconds here. 4:45, uh, 4:44, and 10 seconds. 11, 12, 13, 14. That's good. Okay. All right. I've got some fun stuff. All right. I got 30th. Why don't I have the 31st? I do. I'm sure I do. Don't go away. I've got all sorts. Well, of let's see here. We want to wish John and Lori Gaffman a happy birthday. That's that's on Monday. Uh, somebody who I'm taking up to reps this year in June, Terry Moore, her birthday is today. The, uh, radio actress, movie actress. Uh-huh. Uh, she won on the first. Uh, Norma Jean Nelson, who was, Frank Bissie used to take out. She was the little girl who played the young kid on Father Knows Best. Her birthday's on the first. And Frank took her out? Oh, yeah. Frank oh, takes her, Frank takes her all the pretty, pretty girls yeah, he out. He was... It's just astounding. Yes. I, I, I guess if, if I knew him when he was younger and I knew him on 
you know, a friendship. Uh-huh. I would have wondered why he got married. He just kept going for person. Maybe he was shopping. Uh, uh, well, he found Bobby. He knew it was the real thing. I asked him yesterday. He said, Frank, when you ever a bachelor, what would you cook for yourself? He said, I didn't. He never did. <laughs> I said, that's why you took out girls. He said, yeah, I, I guess you was more interested in they're going to cook. Oh, my goodness. But, you know. Oh. Well, that's part of the reason why Frank had the radio show in Catalina. He said it was a great way to get dates with girls. He said you would go down and walk on the beach and you act they're interested in hosting a record show that night. And he had the opportunity to be on the air uh-huh. and say, okay, I'm going to be on the beach tomorrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anybody who shows up, I might date you. Uh-huh. You can submit your application. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I've got some useless but fun stuff. And I've got a list of holiday, of New Year's superstitions. Would you like some superstitions? Sure. I thought it was pretty interesting. Some of them I knew, others I had never heard of. I think I remember we went over some of these last year, so there's some good ones on this list, by the way. We went over superstitions, and a couple of them belonged to uh, the new year. Right. right, You know, starting Mm -hmm. the new year. Um, I didn't realize there were so many of them. Okay, wear new clothes. People believe that one should wear new clothes on New Year's Day. It would mean receiving more new garments during the year. Never heard red that one. clothing is preferred, since red is considered a happy color. Red? Huh. And it is sure to attract a brighter future for the person who wears the new clothes. Okay. All right. Avoid crying. Avoid breaking things or crying and wailing on the first day of the year if you don't want to continue the pattern for the entire year. Okay. These are pretty dumb, you know. Uh-huh. Be polite. This one's nice. Be polite. One should behave nicely on New Year, on the New Year, and must refrain from using foul language. Ghost stories and conversations on death should also be avoided. It doesn't say why, but I think we can use our imagination. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lucky New Year babies being born on January 1st is said to be the luckiest of all throughout their lives. Hmm. Okay. All right. So who was born on January 1st we know of? Uh, Terry Moore and Norma Jean. Those are the two that I know of. uh, Probably other famous people. Okay. It says... I understand, actually, there are... And I've heard this has happened... Um, oh, a twin being born. A twin, on... but even in different centuries, like around 1999 to 2000. Oh my goodness, boy. That's a that's a that's an interesting twist, huh? Uh huh. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. Don't let money leave the house. Not money, jewelry, precious items, other valuable things. You leave them home on New Year's Day. It's said that one should not pay loans and bills or lend things to anybody on New Year's Day. People go to the extent of not even taking out the garbage or even dusting their carpets because they would use it, you know, and shake out the mop and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you have to deliver presents on New Year's morning, it is advised that you leave them in the car since New Year's Eve on December 31st. That means that you would not have taken them outdoors on the 1st. You've already accomplished that. In that case, you must take something out from, in the case that you have to take something out from the home, let someone come with the present inside the home first. 
Now, this is a little convoluted, uh-huh. but if you're not allowed to take anything out of your home, how does the person who delivers it to your house get out of his home <laughs> with the present? I guess, I guess they take the present from you, and you can take their present out. I guess. Well, but they have to take it. Well, of course, if they leave it in the car on the 31st, mm-hmm. they can deliver it on the 1st. Mm-hmm. But I'm, isn't this incredible? People really believe this stuff. Yep. Okay, letting out the old year. At midnight, all the doors of a house must be opened to let the old year escape unimpeded. So when it's 22 below, below, that's a really nice idea to do. Doors open. It doesn't say how long they have mm-hmm. to be open, but they all have to be open. So you've got to have somebody posted at each door, and you say one, two, three. Three. Shut it. Open them all at the same time. Okay. Stack up the cupboards and wallets. It's believed that cupboards stocked with food and wallets and purses full of money bring prosperity in the new year. Well, excuse me. If you've got a wallet that's full of money, of course you've got prosperity. <laughs> Similarly, empty pockets or empty cupboards on New Year's Day are portents of a year of poverty. Mm. I like the next one. Don't wash dishes. Beats me. In several societies, washing dishes and doing laundry on New Year's Day is said to lead to death in the family during the year. Most people do not even wash their hair on New Year's Day. Uh, That one makes no sense at all. Uh Uh-uh. Just that, well, not many of them do anyway. Um, do a token amount of work. Do just a token on New Year's Day. It's said to in- ensure an advancement in your career. But starting out a serious work project on New Year's Day is unlucky. Hmm. Hmm. Make noise. This is, I guess, why we hear people go crazy. It is believed that the evil one and his attendants and servants hate din and loud noise. So scare them away by being as loud as you can in New Year's celebrations. Church bells are rung, and that is for the same reasons. It drives the devil away. Really? That's what it says. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Don't keep debts. Pay your bills and loans before New Year's Eve so you don't have any debt left for the new year. Now, I've also read that you don't write checks or pay bills on New Year's Day because that's very bad luck. Mm. All right, Harwood would love this one. In the southern part of the United States, eat black-eyed peas on New Year's Day to attract both good luck and money in particular to the one doing the dining. i got to run out and get black-eyed peas. Kiss at midnight. That's, if, if you don't do this, it would set the stage for a cold year, cold in relationships. Aww. First footing. Now, this is the one I'm, I'm familiar with because my grandmother believed this. One must never leave the home before someone comes in first. First footer in the house should be ushered in with a warm welcome and should not have flat feet, crossed eyes, or eyebrows stretching out to meet in the middle. It would be better if he came bearing small certain gifts, even a lump of coal. And my grandmother believed, and I read this in a couple of different places, my grandmother believed that the first person person through the house should be a man, Hmm. tall, good-looking if possible, and dark hair. And that brought good luck into the house. So she had a neighbor. They were very fond of each other. They, you know, it was like family. Yeah, and she would call him at about 10 to 12 every year and remind him that 
he was supposed to be at her house at exactly midnight and come in the house. Wow. That made sure that nobody beat him to it. Uh-huh. She had her, <laughs> she had her person already picked out. Is that fair? Well, I don't know. Okay. I, I never found anything in the rules that <laughs> anything else. You know, all, all you had to do was have a dark-haired person who was good-looking uh -huh. and preferably tall, or preferably tall and good-looking, mm -hmm. come through the door to welcome in the new year. Mm -hmm. So if she waited until morning, somebody might have beat him, too. <laughs> and it wouldn't have been a dark-haired, tall, good-looking man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, the direction of the wind during the sunrise on New Year... Uh, this is in the morning, is a prophecy about the coming year. Warm wind from the south foretells fine weather and prosperous times, mm -hmm. while wind from the north foretells bad weather. Wind blowing from the east foretells natural calamities, and wind from the west foretells plenty of milk and fish for all but the death of a person of great national importance. No wind means joy and prosperity throughout the year. So I had better stop talking. <laughs> I'm creating breezes here. Um. Dance in the open air in order to find a groom. On rising, a girl should look out her bedroom window and see a man passing by, and she may reckon to be married before the year is finished. Said mm -hmm. nothing about marrying the person out there. Mm -hmm. So I guess... You could call somebody and say, would you walk past my window in about 15 minutes? <laughs> and um, the last one, I think somebody just made this one up, just for the heck of it. Mm -hmm. It said, drain the bottle, the bottle. Ensure yourself good fortune by draining the last dreg from a bottle of drink on New Year's. Mm. doesn't say booze. It just says a bottle of drink. But I think the implication is that should be like rye or whiskey or bourbon or scotch or something like that. That's one thing. People really don't drink hard liquor anymore. Talked with about customs in France. We had a really wonderful interview with him, and he mentioned before... We were on the air when we talked during the week. Mm -hmm. He said if we talked about things like um, a sidecar and I think it's a gimlet, and he mentioned a couple of others, he said people wouldn't even know what we were talking about. That's true. I wonder if they'd know what a martini was. All right, you want some useless but fun stuff? Of Let me course. Off because of course. Then I won't tell you anything tomorrow. Mm -hmm about letting somebody in the house. <laughs> so, okay, so we got that. All right. Um, five, five minutes to go, Ron. Happy New Year. Okay, we're down. No, it's um, 56. It's only 4.57. Okay. Uh, I'm keeping track of the seconds here. That's what I'm supposed to do, right? Right. Okay. All right. It's 4.57 and 14 seconds. So we got less than... Three minutes to go. Right. All right. Useless but fun. Let's see. It says, honey was used as the center for golf balls and in antifreeze mixtures. Huh. I'm, I thought, this is really stupid. <laughs> but I went out, and by golly, in, uh, in one place, I found that they were selling golf balls with honey in the middle. 
1935, or that they started selling them in 1935. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there are still any out there. But it says most balls today have a solid, high-energy core of rubber, resin, or acrylate. Acrylate, that's what it says, A-C-R-Y-L-A-T-E, not acrylic, polymer, which is a plastic, so... And the chocolates, the theobromine in chocolate, that's not good for you. Hmm, we covered that yesterday. We're not even going to repeat that. And then... Yes? All right, now this one is very important, as Jimmy Carter would have said. Very important. Uh-huh. It is estimated that 60% of the home smoke detectors don't work because they don't have a battery in them or the battery is run down. Yep, yep. So the best thing to do is just make sure you don't have a fire. <laughs> You're right, I guess. <laughs> in which case, they would be obsolete. We don't need them. That's right. Okay, golf was banned in England and Scotland in 1457. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, wow. Why? It was by King James II. Mm -hmm. He claimed it distracted people from the archery practice necessary for national defense. Mm -hmm. Well, that one makes sense. Sure. I mean, it, it makes sense. I'm not sure that it was effective, that anybody mm -hmm. could spend more time or want to spend more time or have more accuracy, but it, it makes sense. Sure. And most of these don't. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> early eaters of chocolate were made, or, or I'm sorry, the early eating bars of chocolate. See, it, punctuation is very important. Chocolate was made from bittersweet chocolate. Milk chocolate was introduced in 1875 when Henry Nestle, this is really interesting, Henry Nestle, maker, a maker of evaporated milk. Nestle's evaporated milk? Really? Yeah, I guess so. And Daniel Peter, a chocolate maker, got together and invented milk chocolate which is preferred today by 80% of the world's population. Now, the 80% part we covered yesterday. Mm -hmm. But having the two of them come together was really interesting. At least we know they're not very amorous people, then. They're not what? Amorous. Amorous. No, 80% yeah, yeah. of those people are not amorous. Uh-huh. And only about 10% of the people in the whole wide world like dark chocolate, so or the bittersweet chocolate. Mm -hmm. And... Um, they're supposed to be very amorous and sensuous people. You like dark chocolate. Uh-huh. So I guess those are the right people to go out with, right? Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roman statues. This one was really cute. Roman statues were made with detachable heads. So that when one head could be removed and replaced by another, I guess, you know, if... if um, a god fell out of favor, mm -hmm. he could just change his head. That was, that's pretty cool. Well, <laughs> I think I better not tell you this one on the air for what my dad bought when we went to Europe. Well, if he bought it, it must be okay. Uh-huh. Well, my dad, my dad doesn't have any desires really for any, he's always put his family first. And we went to Holland, uh -huh. and he was fascinated. <laughs> By these statues of these little boys. Oh dear. And the little boys were peeing in the pool. Uh huh. Uh huh. So he bought one case that would be great to put by the pool. Oh my! And he brought it home. He brought it home. Big. We haven't hooked it up to, by the pool yet, even though it's been it's been in the garage since 1993. It's close to 
things are big. How much did it cost? I don't know, but it was it, you know. Yeah. It was a small little one. Yeah, uh, probably today you'd have cops showing up at your door. <laughs> you wouldn't have a 1993, but oh dear me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Powerball lottery. Mm -hmm. People go crazy with the Powerball lottery. Yeah, well, I think we bought some tickets last week for state lottery. Okay. Stay big enough, yeah. Well, this is Powerball. I guess is national. Yeah, actually, like thirty some more states get together, put, 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 put you get involved. You know, the thirty okay. smaller right. states. So it 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 is uh, um, big and, and yeah. not parochial. It's, it's, it's a biggie. Uh -huh. Okay. All right, Powerball. The odds of winning a Powerball are one hundred ninety-five million two hundred and fifty-four. By contrast, the odds of dying from a meteorite striking the Earth is 1 in 700,000. So, look up. <laughs> Happy New Year! Well, it's Happy New Year in Hawaii. Hooray for one! Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Good grief. What the music? Hey, Happy New Year. Hooray. Uh, and all of we are up on the mountain. And all the fireworks are going up in Hawaii, and there's a spectacular fireworks display from where we are at. Oh my goodness! Gosh. So you're not up in the mountains, but the fireworks are going off in the higher elevations. No, below us, below us. Here you. Yeah. Oh. All kinds of fireworks are going off. Did they shoot them over the water? What? What did they actually shoot the fireworks? Did they shoot them over the water, like by the pier, or, or uh... They have, um, they have, um, places where it's safe, and they have all these, it's, um, what do you call it? They sent them from the mainland, it's, uh, fireworks display. Uh -huh. There you go. And all kinds of bombs and air and rockets. And, oh, yeah. But it's all safe, I mean, it's not, you know, it's all controlled. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Good stuff. Here he is in Hawaii. A lot of noise? Oh, yeah, a lot of noise, yeah. Oh, way to go. Well, we finally, finally got that puppy over to Hawaii. There you go. Oh, goodness gracious. Ron, I hope it's a good year for you and Gail. Well, I hope it's a really good year for I mean, fact, you know what? I tell you, let's, let's really try to make this year, uh, 2012, a fun one, and, and we'll do more research. Um, more research is research. Absolutely, we'll find more stuff. More stuff. More stuff. Pat Patricia will come up with some more nostalgic questions and all yep. kinds of stuff. And this, and this year we'll get some new callers so she can put a dot on her That's right. map or whatever. That's right. Oh, a new dot. I haven't been putting dots on my map. I'll, I'll have to do that one night. You can help me remember all of the places I'm supposed to put dots. Okay. But, Patricia, what happened? Seriously, what happened to your president? You remember the gal that used to call you all the time on Saturday night? Yep. Oh, I don't know. She doesn't call. I know, and I'm, and I'm kind of wondering, you know, she just faded into whatever, but... She called one night a she, month or two ago. Yeah, she, she apologized. She's been under the weather. Ah. Uh, yeah. But you, does she email you every once in a while? I don't, does she email you, Walton? No, 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 I haven't, but remember, I lost everybody's email uh, crash when I had a computer crash. I lost a lot of people's email. Oh, I 
need to send you some email addresses. Yep, so I don't have everybody's email addresses oh, that I'd way. Oh, I'm happy to do that. You know, but, uh, but, you know, when, that's, you know, that's the problem with computers. When they go boo-boo. Uh-huh. You, you lose stuff. You're toast. You lose stuff. Okay, one quick question before I let myself go. <laughs> How uh, do you let yourself go, by the way? Is that very hard to do? I know. Uh, uh my, um, what's on the agenda for New Year's night on, on your show tomorrow or whatever? Well, Patricia will join me at the top of the show, and then Dr. Mike, and then after that, we'll feature a new Ray Bream interview. Oh, we'll really? Either, we'll either feature the time when he had Horace Height in studio. Wow. Or we know am I. So whatever, we'll do that. And then uh, we'll celebrate Poor You Can Christmas shows if, if, if Mike doesn't go too long. So one way or another, that's what we got planned for. Uh, how, is, how is Ray Breen doing? Very fine. I saw him at the Pacific Pioneer Broadcasters lunch. Um, came over to say hi to me and Lori Gassman. He's now uh, 81. And uh, he, he's... He, he still loves radio, and he attends the events, and uh, and he, he'll he come to the different events from Burvac to Pacific Pioneer Broadcasters. So he's still, he's still doing very well. He, he enjoys retirement. Because I know he's losing his hearing, right? Yeah. Yeah, so when I had him on the air that night, I said, well, make sure you turn everything up. I got to be able to hear it. So we had to do that. But uh, I was I glad that he came on with me, and uh, uh, he's a uh, legendary broadcaster, and I think a lot, of, a lot of people really enjoyed all the time he had, everybody, in all the radio and music people in studio. Great stuff. And we got new ones to play, so we're going to f- f- feature those on Sunday nights for a while. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're looking forward to hearing um, Horace Height or... You know. Yeah. Um, and Ray Breen is certainly a legend and oh, yeah. one that made so many friends when he was on KABC. You know. Absolutely. And people in the entertainment bin- went to bed and listened to Ray Breen for like Rosemary Cooney. I mean, she would uh, turn Ray Breen on when she would come home and take care of her mom. A lot of people loved Even Ray Breen. Even Edie Gourmet was. His. Oh yeah. Yeah. Steve was. They love Ray Breen. So. All right. Well, and but but we're fans of Patricia and Walden. Thank you. Well, thank you, bunches. We can hear the noise going on there. That's pretty good. We'll talk to you later. Okay. okay happy New Year, Ron. Happy New Year, Ron. You too. Mahalo. Uh, hola. When Ron goes, he goes fast. I know. He just. Disappears. He uh-huh. says bye, and by golly, he means it. He does it. Oh well, we are down to the wire here. I think. Are we ready to go to Betty Bye? I think we're ready to sign Consi- off. Considering we've done two nights in a row, mm-hmm. and Patricia has one more night with me. Yeah, a short one. I know, but still, okay. it's still. Yes, it's being still used an, and overworked. It's still. I, I, you know, I've. I tacked her for two weekends in a row. I'm being overworked. <laughs> I get time and a half for overtime. You do. So we're gonna say goodnight. We made it. To, we made it. And that's okay. So everybody, we love you all out there. 
Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Good one. Patricia. Yes. Happy New Year, hon. Oh, you too, Walden. We'll make it a good one. We'll make it a good one, and we'll be with you all tomorrow night, everybody. Love you all. It's time to wind up the masquerade. Just make your mind up. The piper must be paid. The party's over. The candles flicker and dim You danced and dreamed through the night It seemed to be right Just being with him Now you must wake up All dreams must end Take off your makeup The party's over It's all over My Nothing 
Everybody, it's December 1, year 2012. How about that? No, 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 no. January 1. I got the I got the year right, but the, the date wrong. January 1st, year 2012. Happy New Year, everybody. Patricia and I will be joining you for the first part of the show. And But first, let's have a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for the wonderful opportunity being here. Bless all the listeners, supporters. Thank you for letting us do your will and to celebrate a new year. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Here's the kings, everybody. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn for popping. The lights are turned down low, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I'll hate going out in the storm. But if you really hold me tight, all the way home I'll be warm. The fire is slowly dying, and my dear, we're still goodbying. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Leave us, prepare a few drinks, we'll all reach, cause the weather outside really. But since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Mr. Haynes, if you'll render a ballot for well, us, all right. we'll join in the chorus. Cause the lights are way down low Let it 
it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I'll hate going out in the storm. But if you really hold me tight, all the way home I'll be warm. The fire is slowly dying. It's out. And my dear, we're still goodbye. Goodbye. But as long as you love me so, let it snow. Let it snow. Shining in 
359 more days ago. Hello, Patricia. I was just going to say we're working on the next round already, folks. Oh, hi. Hello, old, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Patricia. Happy New Year, everybody. It really, 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 really is here. We made it. We made it. 2012. You know, interesting. I think I gave the right year as it when I billboard the show at the top, but I gave the wrong date. I think I did December 1 rather than January 1. See, I got the year right. I just don't know what Confusing month I'm in. Confusing for the first couple of years, you know? Uh-huh. 714-545-2071. Patricia's here the first part of the show. So if you'd like to talk to her, give us a call now. 714. Let me team for exactly one hour. Yes. 545-2071. Patricia has stuff to do. Yep. And yes. I have stuff to talk about. That's true. Yeah, the, I do. The floor is yours. The floor is mine? Uh-huh. All right, let me straighten out my notes here. Um, okay. All right, I'm on the floor now. All right. And we're, we're doing You're good. You're going to bring your blanket the, and pillow down there, too? Nah. Nah. 
I've, I've been dragging this poor fruitcake around <laughs> since two weeks before Christmas. Is that when I started? Uh-huh. And we, and we never got to it, so I, I just keep dragging it from week to week. We'll hold on to it. I, I have and I have two Stump Walden questions, one with the president and one with baseball, and who's on the phone? Hello there. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Patricia. Happy it's New Jim. Year, Jim. How are you? Fine. I, so I was telling Walden earlier, I just, you know, people were using the phone last night and we missed you on New Year's Eve, but we hope that New Year's Eve went well for you and we hope that 2012 goes well. I kind of made a foul up today. I was giving my dad New Year's greetings and I said, I hope that 2013 go, and then I paused a minute, and he said, boy, that was a fast 2012. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I told my friend also yesterday, just remember when you write your checks and stuff, that it's 2012. Yeah, the banks are accustomed to seeing stuff like that. Who write checks anymore? Well, that's true. Who writes checks uh, anymore? Okay. I do. Oh. Well, I, I, was, I was thinking, I, I, didn't, I didn't do it over Christmas, but I have a few more color shows. Oh. That you were thinking about. Well, by golly, let's go for it. Well, there's The Black Castle. It was a horror show. Yeah, I was thinking about that last night when poor Fred was working on the uh, color black. I didn't give that one out to him, but he was trying to come up with that one. Was... The Black Hood. Oh, I never thought about that. And The Black Museum. Yep, we got that one last night, I think. Okay, The Black Museum. And then you've got the two more I thought of as The Silver Eagle which was a silver um, Audi series in the 50s, and the Silver Theater. Well, I think this is fine. You're not intruding on anybody's territory because I didn't have any of them on my list. <laughs> so we're just fine. I'm just going to sit here and write them in, okay? <laughs> that is fabulous. Oh, all right. My knowledge, there's only one black hood that I've seen in existence, and it's on it's on that themes like old times opening record. But I, there may but a lot of collectors, I guess, have it. I don't, but there's one episode to my knowledge. A castle and black hood. Okay, I, I can't get... think of anything with gold in it. Uh huh. Well, actually, I can. The Golden Days of Radio. Right, Frank Brzee show. <laughs> and there was a later show in the '80s, the syndicated show, The Golden Age of Radio Theater. Ah, okay, okay. You know, I guess let I'm... me put them. Let me put them in there because I've got another gold in there. Okay. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many colors there is is in the in the world. If we went by, I wonder if anybody's ever indexed how many colors there are. I think it's probably infinite because the, it, it, everything is on a grade. Mm-hmm. And you take one little pixel from one color and four million from another, and you keep just you just keep doing that. I think it's. I think you have all these colors too that you never think about that people joke about, like Sartus and some of those type of things that I don't even know what they are. Yeah, and those are colors in crayons. Those are things that you would actually see. But when you're getting into gradations, and like in the computer, I, I, I can't recall how many thousands mine is set for, for different colors. Oh, well, one of my old kitty records I used to have with Frank Lufer, it was a record called Let's Play School, where it was sort of like you were learning your basic arithmetic and spelling. There was a song about colors, and he said, there are three colors that's true, red, yellow, and blue. And he talked about how certain colors within the red, yellow, and blue variations form the other colors. Except the last line, he says, all colors, that's right, except black and white. Ah. 
So I don't know, you know, I don't, of course, when you talk about colors, it's kind of Greek to me, you know. But, but uh, I mean, I, I mean, I know an apple's red. I know an orange is orange. I know that a uh, grape is purple. At least I've been told that. And you believe what people tell you? Well, well, I guess I have. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I don't think I, I don't think there's I don't think there's a blue grape to my knowledge. There is a blue. There was a blue network at one time, of course. Of course. I guess, I don't know if we can count that as a program, but actually there was a Christmas special one year in the war called Christmas on the Blue. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can add that as a, on your color disc if you send him. Tell, tell me again, Christmas what? Christmas on the, on the Blue. Christmas on the Blue. Oh, for pity's sake. And by the way, I had Silver Theater. I'm so proud of myself. All right, Patricia. Grief. To my knowledge, there's only one Silver Eagle in existence. You know, and I know it was a very popular show in the 50s. It was another Mouty show. Jim Jim Amici was the star of it. General Jack Armstrong. Right. And it was uh, sponsored by General Mills. It came out of Chicago twice a week, I think. Mm. And by the way, any new news on the General Mills stock thing? No, my brother said he wants in, but I t- when I told him he had to call, he, he said... Well, just do it for me. (laughs) 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 It would be it would be nice if all of your efforts paid off and General Mills. uh, uh, I don't know if "give in" is "gave in" is the word, but if General Mills exceeded and and allowed people to see those scripts and things. Well, maybe the the legal department is going to show up one night too. Yeah, Jim, we're going to have a good time with it. We're going to create so much ruckus over there. Uh-huh. It'll make Occupy it'll make Occupy Wall Street look like child's. Uh huh. This is it. You got it, and we don't even have to mess up the streets for this one. <laughs> this is good. Well, Jim, we were thinking of you last night. Yeah. Because I had a Stump Walden question. Okay. That um, you might know the answer to. I'll try. All right, now, let's see. The Stump Walden question was, and I did not, lived and, and in a I little did, house on Shady Lane Avenue? And I did and, not get this one, Jim. This is the all pressure all on you. Go ahead, Patricia. Shady, who lived on Shady Lane Avenue? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, knowing Walden, is it the Bumsteads? It is. Yeah, Jim! who tried to do it to Walden. We weren't here last night, and we had all of this fun at your expense. Well, my friend, I had a friend uh, in Los Gatos, California, before she moved to Oregon that lived on Shady Lane Street. Of course, when we joked about it, we always thought of the naughty lady of Shady Lane. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. The old Mills Ames brothers. Sure. Actually, Archie Blyer also had a version. Hmm. And he had sound effects in his version. Really? You know, the mighty lady of Shady Lane, she hit the town like a bomb, and you hear a bomb explode. No kidding. Sort of a Spike Jones type of... Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. How sophisticated is that? <laughs> well, you know, Spike Jones did a version of Dragnet at the same time Stan Freeberg did. No kidding. It didn't do as well. Dr. Domenos played it, and you would hear... Uh, and it, it was basically just a Spike Jones record with sound effects, but, he, but it was kind of funny because... He said, I, I buzzed for the chief, and you'd hear a buzz, a buzzer, and then, they, and then there was a train. No, I mean the super chief or something like that. Mm-hmm. He did things like that. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was kind of a funny record. It wasn't, it wasn't as funny as Stan Freeberg's, but it, it came out in 53 at the same time. 
say I got the bomb stats right. You got it. You know you 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 got your weekly Bonnie question. All right, now, I have you start now, That's right. My resolution for this year is to go through those episodes. That's right. Have you started? Uh, no. Are you kidding me? Good for you. <laughs> I've been busy with so many. Right now, I'm reading a book about the Chicago underworld. I suspect you're going to be able to read 78 books before you have to bite the bullet and say, I think it's time I have to listen to one of these things. Well, well you know, it's, there are a lot of people that like it, and my goal is to have them heard, and I might even make a copy or send it to the auction next year. <laughs> and I know there are people that like uh, Bondi. A lot of people do. We're going to have a Bondi patchy for next year's auction. Well, you can put, you can put... Yeah, we can, we, can, we can put the radio show, we can have Jim, we, we have you autograph a copy of the CD. Yeah. The, the, uh, Bonnie's biggest fan or something. Well, you can also have, you know, you can have the videos of the TV show mm -hmm. and maybe the uh, movie. I guess they made how many movies? I think 17 or something like wow. that. Wow. Oh, yeah. I know there were several, ra I don't know if they did any, uh, I don't know if they ever did any records, Bonnie records, you know, phonograph records. Right. We can always have Tom, we, we can have Tommy Cook sign something because he was he was yeah that would be nice he was he was uh the, the, he was he was baby dumpling yes yeah so did you have a nice Christmas Patricia my goodness yeah my sister was here and we did unconventional things like have breakfast for dinner on Christmas yeah we had a we had a uh, roast and we had a ham uh, my friends came over my my housemates relatives came over and we had a uh, I got a nice box of uh, some colognes and some pa some uh, shaving stuff and powder and uh, body lotions and some things like that, which is very nice. Are they trying to tell you something, Jim? No, I don't think. Oh my God! I had a mouthful of coffee. Uh, that's funny. Uh, I do I do remember though. Once once when I was in school, we were on a field trip, Christmas shopping once. And you know, I only I go by what you what you hear on the radio and TV. And I said, and I, you know, we, we had to draw names, you know, to get people gifts. And the teacher was with me, and I said, should I get him some deodorant? And the reason I went by that was because they always talked in the commercials about some nice deodorant and cologne sets. I never meant it offensive or anything. And my teacher said, you don't give people things like that. That's that's. Uh, that's offensive to Pete. You know, you're, that's, that's personal stuff. Well, for heaven's sakes, it was offensive if you gave it to somebody, but it wasn't offensive if they were promoted to buy it. For yeah, right. Go figure. Right. Well, you know, you know, Yardley, and remember Yardley and all those companies in the 60s? And, well, you have even have some Yardley ads from 59 where they talk about giving her a Yardley gift set and giving him a Yardley, and Old Spice did all those things. And Yardley is still in business. They've got a wonderful lavender soap. Oh, Yardley's still in business? Uh-huh. Yardley's still in business? Yep. Unless somebody's using their name, they've got Yardley lavender soap. One thing I always remember getting from my mom every Christmas that I always kind of enjoyed when growing up was the soap on a rope. Oh. Remember that? Yeah. And you used it? Yeah, I used it. Soap on a rope. That, well, I guess a child, I'm getting some football soap shaped like a football. Mm -hmm. That's good, cool. Good old-fashioned bubble bath, right? Yeah, well, yeah, well, I, I got that, too. Mm -hmm. I remember there was, you know, there were so many bubble baths when you grew up. Do you remember a brand of bubble bath called Matey? No. Uh-uh. We had that as a child. But if you listen to some of those Bing Crosby, Rosemary Clooney shows from about 1961, uh, one of the products they sell is Matey. Mm. And I remember Soaky was a Colgate product. It had a toy, 
and the, the bottle became a toy once you emptied it, like Woody Woodpecker or Mighty Mouse or Alvin. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Uh, soaky soaks you clean in an ocean full of fun. Scrubbly, bubbly, flippity, floppity, clean before you're done. Somebody got paid for that. <laughs> that was a commercial in the early 60s. Somebody got paid to write that. <laughs> and 50 years later, Jim can tell us the commercial. That's pretty good. I could sing it if you want me to. Yes. Sing it, Jim. Soaks you clean in an ocean full of fun. Scrubbly, bubbly, flippity, floppity, clean before you're done. Soaky, soaks you clean in for every girl and boy. When you're soaky, soaky clean, there's a wonderful soaky toy. Something like that. Isn't it amazing? I can't remember who the Prime Minister of Indonesia is, but I can remember the Soaky I can't remember who the President is, but they can remember the Soaky I guess our minds are in different places in this world, I suppose. Set to music. We've talked about this a couple of times. That's why the alphabet's set to music. Kids learn the alphabet with the A, B, C, D, E. They I, you know, I remember my, my housemates, uh, one of my former landlords, uh, child or my her well my landlord's daughter's child was trying to learn her abcs and she started singing them one day and, and her mom actually got mad at her and said don't sing it can't you just say your abcs without singing it all the time oh my goodness and i got to thinking i didn't say anything to her but i got to think at the time that's how all of us learned it uh-huh. yeah i mean you sing it her because you just it. it's in your head how did her mother learn it I never asked her that. I guess I had it. But she wanted her just to say them and not just sing them. That crummy thing. Ah, humbug and all that kind of stuff. Well, you you never know what you're going to get. She she kind of liked, uh, she liked that album Twisted Christmas, too. By, what was the comedian's name? Rivers, I think. He did bizarre things with Christmas carols. I can't remember the artist, but it was in the 90s or 2000s. It was called Twisted Christmas. Don't remember that. Yeah, straight sort of a... Well, there was one where Elvis comes into your house and eats all your Christmas goodies and walking walking in my winter underwear to the tune of Walking in My Winter on Wonderland and things like that. Oh, how exciting. Kind of a strange album. Exciting. <laughs> but Christine always, uh, she never, she didn't like Emily to sing the ABC song. She just wanted her to say them. And I just don't, you know. You know there are times when I still sing that thing in my head. I'm looking for a letter, and I, I'll just temporarily addle this cue come before, and I'll, I'll just go, L-M-N-O-P-Q-R-S-T. I'll go through the song. Well, you know, the other thing is when someone asked me once, one psychologist once asked me to say the alphabet backwards. Oh, dear. And that was a challenge. It took me, you know, you, you have it memorized forward, of course. Hmm. But saying it backwards, and I, my my my, my uh, brother's wife told me that her her kids, uh, her daughters, had my previous marriage in their Sunday school class. Their challenge was now Walden might be good at this. I don't know, but she had to na- the kids had to name the books of the Bible backwards. Ooh, that'd be tough. From Revelation clear back to Genesis. Yeah, I, I at one time. For my scouting thing, I, I, I knew them in a row, all 66 in a row, but I never did it backwards. I, that would be tough. It would be, because you know, your, your head is just geared for forwards. Uh-huh. It would be like naming the presidents backwards. I mean, I could do it, but it would take a little longer yeah. to think, because my, my head is just geared for forward. Now, let me ask you this. What the earliest songs you guys knew as a kid? I, I think you know two. 
the two songs we all know, maybe the first thing we know as a kid. Happy birthday. I didn't think of that one. That's a good one. And good morning to you. I didn't think of that. In tune. Well, I thought of the ABC song. Right. You the alphabet, yeah. I thought of some of the nursery rhymes, I suppose, like The Farmer in the Dell or maybe Pop Goes the Weasel. Yeah, or... I didn't think of those. I was thinking Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Which is the same tune as the ABC song. Uh-huh. And it's the same tune as Baba Black Sheep. That's right. I never... Wow. Songs use that melody. Yeah. Wow. And, of course, Good Morning to You is... Happy Birthday. Birthday song, yeah. And, of course, you had, uh, uh, of course, I guess we, I, I, I think the first, I remember learning Seesaw Marjorie, uh, the first song, Seesaw Marjorie Doll, I remember learning that at about three. But the first song I ever sang in school, in grade school, was The People on the Bus Go Up and Down. Oh. Remember that one? Oh, I never heard that one. All right. People on the bus go up and down, up and down, up and down. The people on the bus go up and down, all through the town. And then there were various verses like the money on the bus goes ding, 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 and the horn on the bus goes toot, toot, toot. The driver on the bus goes move on back. And That's really close to, um... There's another song, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think, uh... Not Pop Goes a Weasel, but... Uh... Merry Go Round. Merry Go Round. Merry Go Round? Merry Go Round. I'm trying to think of Round the... Round the Rosie? Round, yeah. Ring around the rosy. Pocket full of posy. Ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very close. I don't think so. No. Um, would would you? Can you hum it, Jim, instead of sing the words? Bring around the Rosie. No, no, no. The 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 bus song that you just did. Early in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Oh dear. Somebody. Was that the same tune as early in the morning? Early in the morning. Uh huh. I think Patricia got it. Hmm. Yeah. But I can't think of the words. They're just kind of almost to the front there. That's mm -hmm. why I asked you to hum it. I get distracted when real words are in there. Oh, dear. Well, and the second song I remember learning in grade school was My Country Tis of Thee. I think was my second, our second song that we learned. Got it. I got it. What's I that? got it. What's that? This is the way we wash our face. Oh, here's the mulberry bush. Our face. Here we go around the mulberry bush. Mulberry bush, yes. Yeah. So early in the morning. Yeah, that's, this is the way, here we go around the mulberry bush. Yeah. This is the way we wash our clothes. This is the way we mend our clothes. Yeah. Uh -huh. oh. yeah. oh, that was such a struggle. Oh, <laughs> fill my little heart. I can't, I'm just, I'm just too delicate for this kind of stuff. <laughs> well, you know, at least, at, at least with these kind of things, we have solutions. We can't solve world problems, maybe. We can't solve the Middle East. We can't solve crime. We can't solve the, econ the economy. But at least we know that the people on the bus go up and down. Isn't that reassuring? People on the bus, and we know that we wash our hands and our clothes, and we know that General Mills is going to be in trouble this year. And we also know that Soaky soaks you clean in an ocean full of fun. Right. And you get a toy if you if you use up all of your soap. What a great way to make kids put extra. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a nice evening, Walton and Patricia. Thank you so much. Happy New Year, Jim. What? Same thing. Jim, are you still there? Yes. I've got Rogers of the Gazette for you. What else would you like for the New Year? Oh, I'm trying to think. She uh, found um, a whole slug of um, oh, Big John and Sparky. Big John and Sparky. Oh, yeah, do, you have the, do you have the half hour, no, the hour-long no school todays of his? Um, I've, there is only one that I have been able to find. Mm -hmm. He found a bunch of the 15-minute ones. The, um, the other ones. I've got Mr. and Mrs. North. These are new. 
Um, oh, I've got some new Edward R. Murrow. Okay. Ah, I knew That'll that. be fine. Okay, some of them might be duplicates, but I got them from a different place, and they sound pretty good, so I will send them. Well, thank you very much, Patricia. My pleasure. Happy New Year. And the same to you, and remember, Soaky soaks you clean. Oh, yeah. I'll... Talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. I'm making a trip to Walgreens in the morning, so... I'll look for soaky soap. <laughs> Seven one four or something. Five four five two zero. Oh, this is the happy meal go round, kids. We sing our way through the show. Phew! I tell you what, pulling that little rabbit out of my brain. Mm. You done it? You done it? I know. You done it again? Jim had to hum it, and <laughs> <laughs> so early in the morning. <sighs> yes. So. So there. So there. All right. 714-545-2071. All right. We're only going to be here for another half an hour. I know. Oh, man. Got to give us a call and let us wish you Happy New Year. That's right. All right. Did you know? This is a did you know. Mm-hmm. Did you know the New Year celebration is the oldest in history? It's the oldest holiday. It was first observed in ancient Babylon as long ago as 4,000 years. However oh. they figured that one out, I do not know. I haven't come across a Babylonian in a very long time. Uh-huh. And, and I know we weren't there. No. No, I've never been to Babylonia. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. Let's see. Um, Roman Senate. We don't want the Roman Senate. We want... Um, oh dear, I'll have to send this one to you. <laughs> Not one I want to say out loud. The first year, let's see, okay. I should have read these first. January 1st was revived as the new year, because the, the calendars are all over the place. Uh -huh. revived, as, revived as the new year in 1582 by the Gregorian calendar, and so celebrated by most of the countries since then. Um, do you know who developed the Gregorian calendar? Um, Dr. Dale used to tell me, I don't think, I think, I don't, re, I don't retain that information. It was a, uh, one of the Catholic priests or something. It was, a, it was Pope Gregory, yeah. Pope Gregory, all right. What number, if, if he had a number, like the first or the... If I had a second. number. Um, Gregory the 12th? He, um, he, he was, he was, a, he had to have been... Like number twenty-seven in the in, in a line. <laughs> somewhere along there, yeah. because in the I'll say the fourth century, mm -hmm. like around the the five hundred A.D., mm -hmm. Pope Gregory developed the four line and created Gregorian chant. Oh, that's where we get that from, yeah. Huh? Hello there, you're on the air. Well, hello, it's Charles from New Jersey. Happy well, hello, New Year! New Jersey, happy yeah. New Year! I wasn't going to call, but since uh, Jim was interested... Yeah, yeah, it, so, the, because he was interested you called. Oh, yes. Okay. I remember, <laughs> I remember when I was in school, there was a big song, we, oh, well, I didn't sing it, but other kids sang on the bus. Which was? Uh... 96 bottles of beer oh, on the wall. Oh, yeah. For me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and of course you didn't. You were good. Well, I didn't know. I, I didn't drink. What the heck? One hundred bottles of beers on the wall. Well, I don't think you have to drink to be obnoxious. <laughs> I wasn't obnoxious. Take one down, pass it around. That song is just obnoxious. <laughs> 
Uh, what else? There were some other famous old songs we all knew as kids. Um, show me the way to go home. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. I had a drink about an hour ago, and it went right to my head. An hour ago, and it went right to my head. Yeah. That one. That's, uh -huh. an, that's another old song. How do we song. know these things? I don't know. That's what, like Jim said, you know, we remember those things, but things we want to remember, we can't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So, what do you got planned well, for your New Year, for them all, Charles? Anything? Well, today I watched uh, movies all day. <laughs> okay. And I and I snuck in a uh, one uh, S event. Uh huh. Uh huh. Not too happy because the Lakers lost. Uh. I thought you were watching the thing that thing is on tonight. Oh the uh, oh that game. That, that game. No, I no. Uh, I can't stand the uh, New York team. Oh okay. Well, gotcha. and, you're in, you're in New Jersey. And the way they're going, they were they were they were winning the Giants 21 to nothing, but now I think it's about 21 to 14. So I hope Dallas comes back and wins, mm -hmm. and the Giants will go home crying. At least you're not impartial. <laughs> I can't stand the Giants or Jets. <laughs> uh, I'm just I, didn't call, I didn't call back. <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Yeah, I didn't bring it up. Well, just asked him. No, no, well. <laughs> I certainly didn't. I'm an innocent bystander I know here. You are. I know you are. Patricia should be happy. Her, her NFL team won today. <laughs> no, no, no. What, the Dolphins? Yeah. The only good thing <laughs> about about things like this uh -huh. are the cute little critters that represent them. Well, Patricia, you'll be happy to know today with the end of the regular season. Which doesn't mean a thing. We've still got, what, an off oh. game coming up? we got, still got the playoffs, yeah. And we got three weeks of playoffs, a break, then Super Bowl, the Pro Bowl, then we talk baseball. <laughs> we, can all come to, we can all come down to Fort Myers to watch spring training. We have two two teams here. But the Red Sox and some and the Twins, right? I'm right. Hey. You are so right. I seem to recall that. Oh. So there. See? We got stuff. That's true. <laughs> I just don't talk about it. Do you have a trivia question for Charles? Yeah. Oh, boy. Are you ready? Okay. All right. This is from my... Mm. Useless but fun collection. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. What was the first official baseball hat made of? Oh, God. Man. Jeez. Baseball Come hat. Come on, Joe. Don't... Come on. Don't let it down. <laughs> you know the answer, Walden? Well, I have an idea. See, I had, this is my, you're, you're having your comeuppance here. This is my revenge. <laughs> well, I know what some of the early furniture, uh, early I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, because if anybody gets this, I want to know why. 
According to the information, the first official baseball hat was made of straw. So I don't think that wow. fabric is the uniform. Oh, you know what? You know what the early you know what the early uniform was made out of? I know. I believe wool. Yes, wool. Uh, and they were just so hot. Yes. Just straw, I could see. They were back back then. Yeah, you didn't have that much stuff to mm -hmm. make stuff. You know. That makes sense. Big and bulky and hot and heavy, and I didn't know that. Um, pretend I didn't know that, okay? Uh, I wouldn't want to be in the outfield or be a, a bird or something come down and pluck your head. Mm -hmm. I, I did not know that, Walden, okay? <laughs> I did not, I did not know one of those S-word things. I didn't. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, um, let's see what we've got for Charles here. Do you have your thinking hat on tonight? It ain't straw, no. <laughs> Not straw. All right. Well, I mean, you know, I, I give you really good questions, and you say, oh, gee, oh, gosh, that's a hard one. Mm -hmm. I'm like Ralph. You know, i got to have them sound effects. They get me going sometimes. Mm -hmm. you know? All right. Who, and this, this is associations. Who are these people associated with? Who was Alice Faye associated with? <laughs> Oh, makes me laugh. <laughs> you, you throw me a hard question like a baseball, and you throw me a so easy question with a, that one. You've been complaining for weeks. I mean, I just can't handle any more complaints. Do you know the answer, sir? Of course I know the answer. Well, let me have it. Uh, you just gotta thank you for that, all. And what's his name? What's his name? Uh, oh, yeah, Phil Harris. Oh, right. Harris and Alice Faye. Okay, now, from this... Who wouldn't know, who wouldn't know that one? Uh, see, here we go again. <laughs> we're back back to it again. All right, all right. We're, we're making CDs next week. What CD am I supposed to be making for you? I, I know you read some of the new ones before. Uh-huh. Are there any more to that, or those? It? I've, you know, I've got four squillion. Let me see what I've got here. I don't want you to go through all of them, but well, I, there's no way I could. Oh no. <laughs> Big John and Sparky. I'm starting to keep a list. Uh, Charlie Chan, Clyde Beatty. I got the Clyde Beatty show, the the circus guy for Ron. I found that. Um, Fred Allen. Well, I can't stand him. Well, all right. I'm so I'm sorry. I do. <laughs> Big problem. Well, I just I just can't get into him. Well, he just I don't know. It's okay. I know I shouldn't say that, but I shouldn't you know. It's really okay. Do you happen to like um, detectives? I've got some really awful detective shows. Awful. What's how many of Charlie Chan's are there? Uh, quite a few. Even though I never knew, knew there was radio shows of Charlie Chan. Okay, let me see what I've got here. Charlie Chan came in serial. We have some short 15-minute serials. I think we have, I had some from South Africa, some from foreign countries or whatever. You do? Yeah. Oh, they come with milk? The, um, I'll, I'll ignore that. <laughs> um, the American ones that, I think they're 15 minutes. They are. Um, on the serial, and I have a couple of 
complete shows that just don't seem, no, they aren't complete. They, they try to purport themselves to be complete. Let me see what, what Charlie has here. Anyway, I found... I, there's, not a, they're not as good as the movies, then? No, no. There's nothing uh, that I know of that is a complete set of serial. But I have got one, the Lanzini murder. Let me see how many shows are here. I have some and it has 33 out of 39 of I the episodes. So I did not know that many of them out there. That's pretty good. I don't even know anywhere out there. I mean, <laughs> so do you want Charlie? Like that, just like the color list that you have. I, didn't even, I never even heard of any of those shows. Well, you know. Well, some of them I have heard of, but not enough. You, know. you know Charlie Chan. So do you want, you want to give Charlie Chan a try? Either that, I don't know if you even have, I know Perry Mason was a radio show. Yep. That was a yes, no uh, question, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just, oh, dear me. All right, would you like, we'll do this again. Would you like to try Charlie Chan? Okay, then uh, if, how many Perry Masons are there? Too. Um, last I, I need to I need to hold over 200 of them out there. Yeah, I don't have 200, but that was another one that was a 15-minute serial yeah. thing. So, if you're missing too many in the middle, you're missing a whole chunk of the story. And I don't, I, I, I haven't spent any time yeah. checking against there. Charles, <laughs> Charles, th now it's my turn now. I am going to send you. Okay. Yes, send me Charlie Chan. Yes. If you don't like him, I'm not arguing. No. Okay. Yes. If you don't like him, I will replace it with something else. Okay. Now you can't go wrong with that. At can fair I, or at uh, fair or equal value, too, Charles. Can I ask you, Patricia? Do you have gray hair? I'm getting there. Hey, buddy. You guys are yeah. doing. it this year, you'll definitely have it. <laughs> it to me I'll, I'll be spending some time in front of the mirror saying is there one there yet is there one there yet you're gonna do it okay I will send Charlie Chan go forth listen to some of those S results and uh, you can call Walden later and report oh you're not well, it won't be the same you're not here well I'm sorry you know <laughs> you're gonna have to hold it then until I get back well, I'll, e I'll email you then Okay. I'll email you all the sports scores from today. Okay, that's fine. I, I have the option. See, I can't hang up. Walden has to hang up. <laughs> but I don't have to read an email. No, no, you just hit delete. <laughs> sure. Or block. <laughs> okay. You're out of here. Charlie Chan is yours. Very good. Okay. Bye, Happy New Year. Yeah, have a good night. You too. Have a good week, Charles. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. For Patricia, seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Well, off and running. Happy New Year. Well, at least I can hear myself. Hello there. Why don't I get turn that down and wait for him to pick up the phone? Turn your sound down. Hello there. Oh, hello, uh, Walden. Yes. Yeah, Ray. Ray Mitchell. Yeah. Are you in Wisconsin oh. or in Illinois? Right? I'm I'm in Illinois now. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Good, Patricia. Happy New Year's, guys. 
Jason. Very much. I just put a stamp on an envelope to you today. How is this for kismet? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Jim uh, reminded me of uh, another stanza that um, wheels on the bus, and I'm surprised you guys never heard that. I, I didn't. Well, I remember, remember, Ray, we're itty-bitty little small kids around here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the other verse I remember was uh, the wipers on the bus, bus go swish, 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 all through the town. <laughs> now, the reason I know that is yeah. because I have grandchildren. <laughs> okay. Sure, blame it on the little kids. I got your number. Blame it on the poor little kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and while we were reminiscing about old songs remembered, mm -hmm. uh, I'll tell you songs I don't hear anymore, like Billy Boy. Oh, where have you, have you been, Billy Boy, Billy Boy? Yeah. Now, I learned that in school with um, songs like uh, Katie, beautiful Katie. You're the only good, good, good girl that I adore. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm about uh, uh, five foot two. I have Have anybody seen my gal? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what was uh, making me kind of uh, sentimental about some of those songs? I heard. Uh, I don't know if it was one of your introductions, uh, but that Glenn Miller. Music? Yeah, yeah that, put, uh, that Kim puts on the end of the, of the, of the weekend show, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, well, she always runs uh, 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 Sunshine, Moonlight, no, not Moonlight uh, Serenade. Yeah, Moonlight Serenade. Yeah, very, I think very, it, yeah. very romantic. Yeah, I remember those songs when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I'd spend the weekends in Wisconsin, or the summers in Wisconsin, uh, you would hear those songs on the radio. Wow. You know, I mean, those were the songs of the day in the, uh, let's see, uh, I'd have to say late 40s, early 50s. Well, late 40s, I think, <laughs> as I recall. I've got a really nice collection of that stuff. Wow, nice. Yeah, I know, but, yeah, I mean, you know what you have to do in order to get it. Yeah. Let me ask you another question. I was trying to think of what you, what I used to do in first grade uh, or maybe kindergarten and they had some kind of paint you did with your fingers finger painting uh -huh. sure what do they call that finger paint yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you never see that anymore do you i know it's there i know it's in craft stores for goodness sake, i should go buy some of it for my grandkids uh, i don't know an awful lot of moms who are really happy about having it available oh well yes come to think of it Possible. Yeah, but uh, I remembered that. You know, it's funny how, how you about, remember. Well, man, I can't remember Play-Doh? I always liked Play-Doh to the kid. No, came I remember Play-Doh from my daughter. Yeah. We still have Play-Doh. Oh, yes, I know yeah. my grandchildren use it now, and okay. that stuff is really a mess. It's, it's good for cleaning things. Ooh. Getting, you know, getting into little corners, you just oh. sit and... Brings yeah, out all the I've done my share of trying to clean it out of stuff here in my home. Oh, no, it's the other way around. It's not that you have to clean the silly... Oh, I'm thinking silly putty. No, I'm sorry. Not Play-Doh. Shame on me. Nope, I was thinking silly putty. Never mind. 
Play-Doh? They still have Play-Doh? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely have that. Ew. Uh, what else? Wipers on the bus, I think, Jack and Jill. How about first book that I remember, Jack and Jill? Uh, yeah. How about Jack and the Beanstalk? Oh, yeah. Another one. None of the early books. Mm -hmm. Um... I'll tell you the first book I ever took out of the library was Daniel Boone. Wow. I, I know the second book and the third book. And they were? Second book was uh, about Wild Bill Hickok. And the third book, this is really interesting because the library recommend, librarian recommended to me, it was uh, Davy Crockett. Now, this was prior to Fess um, Parker's uh, Davy Crockett movies wow. and TV programs. So I had to jump on the coonskin cap era. Does anybody <laughs> remember that? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. 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 Those are some of my early memories. Oh, neat. Were you a regular at the library? Oh, yeah. My whole life. I always... Uh, Oh, I think I've read my entire life. I read every night now. I'm reading a whole series of Zane Grey books. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Who was, Walden, you will remember this. Somebody was talking about Tom Swift books. Uh-huh. I'm reading a Tom Swift. Oh. I cannot tell a lie. It's the first time I've ever read Tom Swift, so uh -huh. you guys are getting me into fun stuff, and you're reading Zane Gray. You, you graduated. I'm still on Tom Swift. <laughs> I remember Tom Swift, but I can't remember, uh, I can't remember anything by him. Well, I've got it on the computer. I should look it up. It's just, uh, it's in a Word document. I can email it to you. Yeah. Now, oh, let me throw an interesting question at What would we read first, uh, Tom Sawyer's or Huckleberry Finn? I think we would all read Tom Sawyer first, wouldn't we? Well, I read them both and many times. But do you think you read, you think you read Tom Sawyer before you read Huckleberry yeah, Finn? Yeah, I think Tom Sawyer came first. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, I've read some of his other, other writings. I can't remember just off the top of my head uh, what they were, but I really enjoyed his writings. And uh, I reread books. I date them and reread them, you know. But now I cannot afford to be buying any more books. Otherwise, I'll, I'll, there's no space for them anymore. I, uh. <laughs> I can't do it anymore, so I go to the library and read them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, I just read a great book. I'll tell you real quick. Um, uh, it was a book by about Titanic Thompson. Outstanding book. Has anybody ever heard of him? No. Titanic Thompson was one of the best golfers in the world in the 20s and 30s. He was making hundreds of thousands of dollars playing golf while the average golfer was maybe making if he was really good, five or six thousand a year. Wow. Oh. Wow. Titanic Thompson, one wow. of the greatest uh, hustlers uh, in in many sports, but he just so happened to be phenomenal at golf. My gosh, a Babe Saharius in in drag. No, it's the other way around. <laughs> I missed that, Patricia. Babe Babe Zaharias on the on the other side. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was phenomenal. 
great, great athlete. In fact, this Titanic Thompson, the first time he picked up a golf club, he hit the ball 300 yards. Now, these are worth old hickory-shafted clubs, and he did it right-handed. His natural style was left-handed, and he could shoot in the 60s left-handed or right-handed. And it's a fascinating story if anybody wants to go to the library uh, and get that book. It's really terrific. So what was the secret? Well, he, he, was, he was just a tremendous uh, hard worker, hustler. Any game you could gamble, he would gamble it. And uh, it, it, just a fascinating story. As an example, he would bet you that he could throw a lemon uh, five stories high on a building, you know, on top of the building. Huh? Now, that, that's impossible. I don't care who you are. It's, it's, you can't do it. But you know how he did it? He, he would have a lemon prearranged someplace on a fruit stand, and he, as he walked by, it would be filled with buckshot or something. <laughs> And he just zip it up there. And you know who he, who he beat uh, for either 500 or 5,000 was uh, Al Capone. Oh, that's oh taking a gamble. That's taking yeah. a gamble. Uh, you know, that was the gambler in him. He just wanted to know that he he, uh, he beat uh, Al Capone. Messing with Scarface. Ooh. Yeah, that was. But um, I think it was probably only 500. But he just did it to do it for the challenge. Just a, just a... You know, just a really fascinating guy. Now, I read a lot about him throughout the years because I'm a golfer, and, you know, they always had stories about him. But he would go on these little tours, uh, and he would partner with uh, Ben Hogan before anybody knew who Ben Hogan was. Mm -hmm. Sam Sneed before anybody knew who Sam Sneed was. And he's the one who set up the, a match that all golfers know about that included Lee Trevino and Raymond Floyd when they were both amateurs. Everybody was trying to out-hustle the hustler because they were great players and they were only kids, 19, 20 years old. And Titanic Thompson backed, uh, uh, I think he backed Raymond Floyd, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Well, it was just fascinating reading. If you have a chance, it's it, it just, it's it's really great stuff. Uh, in any event, I know you're leaving early, uh, Patricia, so I, you know, I really wanted to jump in there real quick. And Oh, you're so sweet. Would you like um, a quick question so I can send yes, you? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeedy? Yes, fire away. Okay. Um, let's see. We're doing associations here. Who was associated with? Okay. Um, I don't now, don't give me a hard one like you did with that Alice Faye. I just <laughs> that. A dog named Bullet. A dog named Bullet? Uh-huh. That would be not Hopalong Cassidy, but it would be Roy Rogers. Oh, yes, it my. would be. I know, Mike. Okay, now I can send you stuff. <laughs> I love these little games. <laughs> You know, I always feel so good when I win something. <laughs> you know, you got to answer the questions and, and be. <laughs> yeah. Well, it certainly is a pleasure doing business with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. The pleasure is ours.
right. And have a very, very great and prosperous New Year's, and especially a healthy one. Thank you, Ray. You have a good night, and be safe. God bless. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Oh, hi. That was fun. Yeah. Okay, you got Dr. Mike waiting on the other line? Nope, I don't. Okay, uh, once you and I wrap up, we'll, I'll call him. Okay. So. Okay, well, um, do I have time to ask you the two questions? You bet. This is, this is our show. We can just wait till Mike sit in the corner. Oh. Oh, my goodness. I don't think, he, I think I'm safe because his computer's not working. His computer is not working? Uh-huh. That's good for us, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. But he'll call. He'll call, Jay. I'm ready to go on the air. Hello there. Hello, it's Don, and I just wanted to wish you a Happy New Year. Same here, Don. Sure. Happy New Year. And it's a wonderful world. Yes, I I told, I sent Patricia an email saying, I'm listening to these Lum and Abners, and I'm starting to imitate Cedric. It's getting bad. I'm like, <laughs> wonderful world. Where did you hear that? <laughs> wonderful world. He's, he's in the Diogenes Smith series here. Uh. No, you, uh, I, I, you know, I just like, I kind of picked a few at random. I need to, I need to like do them in order because I, you know, those really need to be listened to in order. And I just sort of was like, ah. Yeah. You know. well, the, the, um, the set that I sent you is all in order. They're not random shows. They're, they're in proper sequence. But that particular sequence had Diogenes Smith, which is my favorite series within that show. So I shared with you my very favorite. So the next time you answer a question, you have to tell me what dates I sent you, and then I will make sure that I send dates that are attached to that. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. I'll let you guys go because I know you want to go and, and um, Mike is going to come on, so I'll, I'll let you get. Or you could answer a real fast question. Okay, if it's nice and easy, because... Real fast question, and then you you have to email me the dates that I sent you, okay? Okay. All right. What did the show Let George Do It and yours truly, Johnny Dollar, have in common? Oh, uh, wait a minute. Uh, they were on the radio. Well, yeah, they were on the radio, and I think also they had that same guy in them, that, that, that guy whose initials are BB. Yes, yes, yes. Who is it? It's Paul Bailey. Oh, right. I, I had to hear it. <laughs> I mean... You knew I knew. <laughs> you wouldn't get a correct mark or a good grade in school if, the, if you just told the teacher, well, of course you know I knew it. Well, yeah, I suppose you have a point. The answer is... You have to play by the rules here. All right, okay. And I'll even go and find the dates that you <laughs> yeah. be, and I'll send them to you. So go find the dates, and I'll and I'll attach another set to them. Okay, sounds right. like a, a a deal. Okay, happy New Year! Thank you for calling. You're welcome, and you guys have a good New Year too. You too, Don. Thank you. Bye bye. 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 All right. Okay, now I have to find Walton's questions. Walton's questions. My, we got. We my got. Question, my um, question. Okay. Presidential question. Yes. I have to ask this correctly. Which president set the all-time record of 81 minutes in a State of the Union address? I think, yeah, I think, and he got sick on it. William Harrison. No. Ah, oh, I would thought he was the one that had the longest case, he caught ammonia. Um, that's, no, no, this is State of the Union. Oh, oh okay, that's what I was his Yeah, not, in, not inaugural. Um, who's a, who's a good talker? 
We've had a few. Yeah. The answer surprised me. I think one of these. I think it's down to two people. The one that's known for a long one and a short one in the same in the same term. Is it Abraham Lincoln? No. George Washington? No. I don't know. No, George Washington gave the, the shortest inauguration speech, right. so I'm guessing that any time he made a speech, it was abbreviated. 81 minutes set the record, and it was Bill Clinton. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I, I it surprised Yeah. Yeah, you never know. So there, you're on the air. Happy New Year. Hey, how's everybody? Happy New Year. Uh, Nolan, how are you? Jenner, how in the world are you? Good, good. I was just listening. I thought of a, a color for a radio title. I bet somebody already has it. Uh-oh. What you got? Green Valley Line. <gasps> no, they didn't get it. I was so sure that was one that was going to go. No, you're the first one who said it. Well, we were talking about it, you know, a few week, uh, weeks ago about how lame it was. Uh-huh. And it was the first uh, outing for WXYZ. That's right. But, um... You can tell why it was our first show. I recognize one of the, um... Actors, which led me on to believe it was connected with uh, Trendle Campbell. And uh huh. Well, it it was. It, no matter how many times I listen to it, it's still awful. <laughs> <laughs> so, how have you been? Well, just great. Just uh, and happy New Year. On. Kind of stuff. Did you have a nice Christmas? Very nice. Yeah, the grandchildren were here, and I got the first taste of what it's like to let other people take care of them while I sit in my lounge chair. Uh huh. Uh -huh. It's nice to, to watch, and then it's even better to get down on the floor with them, but when you get tired of that, you can just sit down and let somebody else entertain them. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Well, I have something for you. I, I don't... Let me... It's in the other room. Walden made me go to my room, so I, I have stuff spread out all over the place here, which I'm trying to clean up. I'm... <laughs> Good job. Let's see. This one says for Nolan, it is Cavalcade of America because it's full of history. So I thought oh. I might like that one. Very, very good. Yeah, that, that's great. That'd be good. I made a good choice. Very good. Yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to that. Okay, and I'm getting more envelopes with no. Uh, uh, Walden's mom put a card. One of our listeners sent a card for me to Walden, and and he forwards them to me. And his mom put it in an envelope, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the, I don't know, four by six or five by six uh, manila envelopes. Huh? And she put it in there and addressed it, and I got it, and it's got this huge postmark stripe across the envelope, and it hit everything except the stamp. <laughs> it was just so cool. I'm going to have to take, make... Um, uh, Xerox copies, you know, on the copier, mm -hmm. and send them out as examples of, <laughs> of good stuff that we've done. Ralph in California said his stamps were not canceled. Wow. I know. It's really that robot is missing him somehow. You know, I thought something I think no one might like as a prize down the road, Patricia. The home front. You know, that, that eight-hour documentary on, on World War II that was done for radio by William B. William. Dude, I don't think I have. I think you do. Really? Uh-huh. For goodness sakes. You you keep track of me. I know I do. And I keep track of me. I know. Let me see. I got my... If not, I think you've seen it up on the net somewhere. That, that I think that would be a series that no one like someday. And I'm, it's on the home front. All the right. home so front. I got, uh -huh. I got my whole little home. Let's see. I misfiled that one. 
and Grand Central Station. My goodness. No wonder I'm missing my, <laughs> my discs. I've got something like my little Margie in with uh, my history discs here. Did you hear that Christmas show that uh, someone was telling you about, the Grand Central Station, the one with the ambulance and the... Oh, yes, I've heard that one. Mason Adams, right? Yep, that's Mason Adams. The guy who played the doctor, the one who was actually killed in the car crash, Right. he sounds like Boris Karloff to me. <laughs> he does. Uh -huh. I've got some Walter Winchell. I've got You Are There. That one you sent to me. No, nope. um, that's the broadcast. I like Winchell. You like Winch Walter Winchell? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I don't know how much is in there, but whatever I found, I, I put aside. And um, coverage of World War II, we've got that. Don't go away. Oh, JFK. We've got JFK. And performance. Nope. Yeah, it'd be covering World You might have stuck it in your cover of World War II, because it, you know, it was a radio documentary covering the World War II. Yeah. Yeah. But it does not look like I have it. I'm going to have to go out and look for it. And uh, look for it. I'm also going to have to go through all of my discs here. In the middle of history, I've got the railroad hour. <laughs> I've got these set off in, in categories. You know, they're filed in categories. They're not filed alphabetically within their categories, but at least I've got them separated. But I have uh, my little Margie Command Performance, Grand Central Station, and the railroad hour in with my history discs. And I'm sitting here when I'm, periodically I'll say, I know I have that show. I know I have that show. That's why I can't find them. They're all in the history file. <laughs> uh, while we're on the subject of JFK, uh, huh? well, then I, I got your email. Yeah. And I've, uh, but my uh, email is being kept. Okay, well, I can call you sometime if you want me to uh, give, you, uh, give you the address or else whatever you want to do or, or mail it to me. No one or whatever, but I can get it transferred and get you a CD of it and uh, send you back the reels. So whatever you want to do. Oh, you, he may keep the reels, but okay. just copy them for me. You bet. The, um, uh, yeah, I, I, that, I thought that's what the, what you wanted. but Right, I, right. Can you make it that you, I, you, you know, we, we could play on the air? Because I'm just thinking next year at the, uh, at the anniversary, 50th anniversary of that whole thing. I could just send them to you and... Okay. Well, I, no, you'd I prefer them on CD, too, I would guess. Yeah, I can put it on CD, too. And then uh, I can get, have Jerry Hennigan do it or whoever. So I'm just trying to give you uh, whatever's going to be the easier for you to do it, Nolan. Okay. Well, it's easy for me to send it to one person or another. Let me do it, put the ball back on your side and tell me who'd be better to... How uh, it would be better, you uh, Well, why don't you send it to me? And then uh, that way, cause I'm going to go see... For sure, we'll have it all done. Yeah. If anyone is guessing what we're talking about, is uh, the AFN, American Forces Network, coverage of the Kennedy assassination from the European view, uh, uh, angle or uh, point of view is what I'm trying to say. And, and also, no, if you have any other reels, I, I, I can get them all transferred. Well, great. So if you want to get ship them, if you want to get ship it all, free manager to the blind, that way they can break you and post it, and I can just get them all transferred. Okay. So, that way, uh, I know you've been having trouble with your machines, if you want, I can get them all transferred, and that way we get, we got the whole set done, and then I can just ship you the CDs. Super. That'd be great. Okay.
And uh, I may find another couple of things that uh, are, that you may enjoy or are closely related, and you can make a decision whether they need to be dubbed or not. Okay. Well, whatever, whatever, because um, Jerry got eight computers dedicated for transferring, and he has three. Uh, I, I, the three, the three big reel-to-reel machines. Uh, I took out Frank archives, uh, and he's using all those plus some others. So I'm just. You know, that way I know it's done, and that's what I'm getting to do with all Frank stuff. I'm just, I'm having him master transfer all Frank's collection. Uh. And I had him do Janet Waldo stuff. I'm having him, and he does a really fast job. So I'm just thinking, and and he got the best sound software that I know of to clean things up. So uh, whatever you want to do, just you and I get on the phone, and I'll give you my address, and we'll take care of it. Great, let's, let's do that. Okay. I know they're in good hands. That'd be great. They've been uh, stored properly, but I, I, sometimes you get that print-through business. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, he, and I would basically, um, oh, the famous, the famous dick jockey uh, out of Chicago who settled in uh, Texas, who Bill Bragg. Alan Freed? Oh, Ed. I'm trying to think. I'm drawing a blank for his last name. Eddie Hubbard. I had uh, I won I won up 150 of Eddie Hubbard's master reels, uh-huh. and but they all started to squeak. But we all we had to bake them all, so we got a good oh, yeah. transfer. And what Jerry did, he said, you know, besides the conditional oven that you can put them in to bake them, he had them just sit outside in the sun, and it does the same thing. You can put those. You can put reels outside and let the sun bake them. Oh. And it does the same thing. Or even maybe. Uh huh. Wow. So he knows because he's an engineer by trade. He knows all the tricks of the trade. So. This is not what we're talking about when your tapes get to the point where the emulsion is mm-hmm. off of them. When you're trying to play it, and all you end up with is a strip of clear cellophane or some material like that. By baking it, you cause that to adhere to, to the uh, surface of that tape one more time. But one more time is about all you'll have because it'll go through. And I was just going to ask you, um, hello. One of the um, computer geniuses one time said that when he had, he had a mess, he was running a couple of internet systems for um, Harvard and <clears throat> excuse me, Harvard Medical School and Massachusetts General Hospital. So, I mean, this was big-time stuff, and his system crashed. And he said, there's one thing you can do to get information off, but you're going to get one try out of it only. You freeze the hard drive. You put it in the freezer, leave it there overnight. When it is rock-solid hard, uh, you know, as, as, as cold as it can possibly get, you put it back in the equipment and work as fast as you can because when it goes again, it's finished. Mm. But I never heard of that before. I have neither. That's a new one on me. Well, I mean, if a hard yeah. drive is dead, yeah, yeah, and you really need to get stuff off, yeah. Well, why not? Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't get any deader than dead. So if you can resurrect it, um, you know, do some CPR on it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's the only trick that I know of that to pass on. Um, the um. Tape is a lot tougher than I, I thought it would be. Uh-huh. If it was t- t- tightly wound and kept in a cool, dry place, survived beautifully. Wow. I'm hoping all the other, these reels, I haven't listened to them, to them in years, but they are 
uh, again, kept in a good, good condition from the outside. I hope they, they survive. I bet they will. We will know. We'll find out. Yep. We'll know right away. You all off the air ten minutes ago, or? Uh, well, yeah. You, you, um, I'll be talking to Dr. Michael Beal. So, once I start writing the Ray Bream interview, if you're up in an hour or so, you want to give me a call back? Who's Ray gonna play? I'm gonna play the time he had Horace Height in the studio. Good. So that's what we got. That's what we got featured with Ray Bream. Very good. I, I should know Dr. Mike. I was in Kentucky. I think the same time he was. Most likely, I think he used to attend the the, uh, the broadcasters, the Kentucky Broadcasters Convention or whatever association you guys have down there. He, he attended them, you say? Uh-huh. I was president one year. So maybe that's where you met, ran into him, because he said you used to attend those. Yeah, very well could have been. You know? Anyway, he's a knowledgeable guy. No doubt about it. There's only one Dr. Mike. That's definitely that's true. Well, we will get out of the way. And, okay. Uh, yeah, and Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Enjoy. Be safe. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. That was nice. We haven't heard from Nolan for... I know. I, I thought about him. Concerned. I was thinking about him this morning. Uh-huh. That we didn't hear from during the Christmas holidays. Yeah. So we... we you, you made connections. Your mental... I know. Telepathy. Telepathy. I know. Bugs Bunny used to say that. Mental telepathy. <laughs> All right. I've got a baseball quote for you, and then I am finished. All right. Who said, this is in quotation marks, son, what kind of a pitch would you like to miss? Like he was talking. Yeah. He was um, I would say, I sound like something like Satchel Page would say. No. This guy was really sassy. Would that, would that be Dizzy Dean? It was Dizzy Dean. And I mean, you know, he just, I'm reading some of the quotes from him. He really did have an ego. Uh -huh. didn't he? I mean, an ego. He spelled ego well, in capital letters. A lot of people love his broadcaster when he became a well known broadcaster in mm -hmm. baseball. So I wonder if there's any of those recordings around. Who knows? Guess who has some? No kidding. No kidding. I've got some Dizzy Dean, some Babe Ruth. Uh, some Leo DeRocher, and Don Drysdale. Good stuff. See? Good now, stuff. I mean, I ought to get credit for that. Yes, yes, you you, you get that. I get credit for you that, and I didn't even that. say any S-words, and no. you all know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Anybody wants the, the S-word stuff? Um, there aren't an awful lot of the shows, but I've got them, and if you want them, come ask, answer a question next week when we come back. Are we finished? We are. I think so. All right, Patricia, you have a wonderful New Year's night. Thank you, and you too, and say hi to Dr. Mike for me. We will, and we're going to put on a little Frank Sinatra while Patricia and I say goodbye off the air, and here we go. <laughs> Fairy tales can come true It can happen to you If you're young at heart For it's hard you will find To be narrow of mind If you're young at heart 
can go to extremes with impossible schemes. You can laugh when your dreams fall apart at the seams. And life gets more exciting with each passing day. And love is either in your heart or on its way. Don't you know that it's worth every treasure on earth to be young at heart? For as rich as you are, it's much better by far to be young at heart. And if you should survive to a hundred and five, look at all you'll derive out of being alive. And here is the best part, you have a head start if you are among the very young. And if you should survive to a hundred and five, look at all you'll derive out of being alive. And here is the best part, you have a head start if you are among the very young.
learned its lesson You'd be hers if only she would call In the wee small hours of the morning That's the time you miss her 